You're listening to the Cavino and Rich Best of the Week podcast. Want to hear more? Tune in to Cavino and Rich live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24-7 on demand with the SiriusXM app. Not a SiriusXM subscriber? Sign up now at SiriusXM.com. Cavino and Rich, only on SiriusXM's Faction Talk 103. Is this like a friend in need or just like a story? It's kind of a story. All right. Think of the story. Okay. So my buddy Nick was like, yeah, I'm trying to do the right thing, you know? You know, you know I'm Nick. Doing the right thing. Nick. I was like, what do you mean? You know, I'm living the dad life. My like name's you say, doing the no, right thing. My name's Nick. I live in Bayonne. Sometimes Sweet. the dad life gets a little boring. You know what I mean, right? I'm like, yeah, I know what you mean. Thank you, Nick from Bayonne. He talks like, um, what's, what's Scott Bayo's cousin's character spot? In Bad News Bears. Carmine what? Oh. So anyway. I know you're talking. Nick. The Slash McGurk. The no. Slash McGurk. Tell me. You know, life gets a little boring, you know? What is it, Jake? Ran- Ranzioni? Ranzioni. Carmine Ranzoni. Carmine Ranzoni. Yeah, Ranzoni. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know how it is. You know, I'm being a dad, doing my thing, trying to be a good guy. Uh, but life gets boring. So Nick is telling me how, you know, very, very bro to bro. How? What's Nick's status? Married, you said. Married, kids. Married with kids. Right. He's living the everyday, nine to five. Kind of boring. I get it, but that's life, right? That's the life that a lot of people sign up for. It is what it is. So, I guess he feels the need to to spice things up. That's life. That's what all the people say. But you know, you're just playing with fire. And I guess that's where the excitement lies. Because you know that what you're doing is wrong. Okay. And you know that what you're doing is going to get you in trouble. Okay. But walking on that that edge, I guess, is what gives you the thrill. Because what happens is he starts flirting with a girl at work. And uh, it gets a little sticky. And let's just say. Uh, Sticky in what way? It gets a little sticky because they, you know, they're getting a little flirty and stuff like that. All right, so your buddy Nick, yeah. married, has a couple kids, flirts with the girl at work, innocent or not? Innocent flirting or like line crossing? Well, well, put it this way, he he sent he sent a a, a dick pic and it got him in trouble, right? That came all right. So right. You, you went from like flirting to like yo, sent a dick pic. There's a lot in between, Jake. Is there not a lot in between? I mean, flirting. Oh, and, uh, oh, and sent him a dick pic. Sent oh, her a yeah. dick pic. Oh, let's flirt. Oh no, dicks. Isn't that today's version of flirting? Like, hey, you got nice eyes. Um, Here's my dick. No, I don't. I think no, not at all. That's not how even Nick a rolls, bit. bro. Not even. Well, you know what, Nick. Man, flirting with a girl at work. Nick Your hair smells nice. Nick Here's and, my dick shot. Nick and I have different definitions of flirting. He thinks flirting is something a dick pick. I mean, it led to that, right? right? So they were flirting. No, but it led, led okay. to that. Of course, there's a lot in between. I'm trying to make it quick. But guess what? No physical interaction ever. But Ooh. that dick pic got him in trouble, right? Wife found out. Got him in trouble. So he's basically on, like, probation. With how the mad, wife. How mad was his with, wife? With because the wife. I mean, how as mad as any wife would be, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm really I'm, in the doghouse, bro. Bro, I'm really in the doghouse, yo. I'm in the doghouse. Damn, yeah, man. Nick fucked up, bro. I'm like, oh, I get it. Right? Because you get it. Like, it's not the first dick pic ever sent. You know, as a guy in today's world, that this happens. You can't play like, bro, why in the world would you do that? Listen, what are you, some sort of maniac? Some people are cut from the cloth. 
of sending pictures of their junk, some are not. For as as uh, much as I feel I have a perverted mindset, sending junk shots never must ease. I just think it's a weird thing. Like I, I always assume girls you know, don't want to picture you don't the hog life. That's no, why. girls don't want to picture your penis. They they've said it. I don't know any girl. We've we, happy penis. Look at the yo research shows. Says who? Says everyone. Women complain all the time. Like, yeah, so I'm flirting with this guy. He seemed really cool. And then he, for some reason, he thought I wanted a picture of his balls. Says who? Says me. No woman wants, right. I mean, unless, unless this woman calls kind of a for long it. story. Okay. Yo, bro, bro. So, yo, bro, you never guess what happened. So he's on probation for a long time, right? But everything struggles as a result because trust is ruined, right? All because he felt the need to do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he gets into his routine again. And what happens when, when people have kids? Things slow down a little bit, right? That's the truth. Yeah, you know, I love her, but man, things ain't the way it used to be, you know? Yeah, bro, I know. I know. You know. I know. I fucked up again, bro. I'm like, what do you mean? Wait, the same guy that got- I went off to, uh, to watch the kids and what? she went to my phone. What happened at his job with the girl? He just got in trouble with the wife. He wife got, found he out. Got, he got in trouble with the wife. Yep. And she said, all right, like he's sort of on probation. And he's like, uh, I messed up. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but then now you're living under the watchful eye, right? You're kind of like, you're kind of on probation, meaning like at home. You're in the doghouse. Of course. Words. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That, that kind of sucks. Unless, of course, it's the hot dog place, which I love. The doghouse. <laughs> the cowboy is my favorite one. With the crispy onions and barbecue sauce. So I'm like, what do you mean you fucked up again? Bro, you know how it is, bro. Yeah, I know. But what'd you do? So he tells me that he went to attend, I don't know, a diaper being changed or something like that. I don't know what, what was going on. He went to take care of something, right? He went to change Little the diaper. Little Nicky diaper. shit his pants. I went to change the diaper, right? And wife went through his phone. Why? Because she doesn't trust him anymore, yeah. right? So it all adds up. She found more dick pics. Oh, <laughs> he, no. He was sending <laughs> to someone else. Why can't your friend stop sending? Right? Your friend has yeah. to stop sending pictures bro, of his penis bro, to random women. You know women. how it is, bro. When you got the old sausage, sometimes you need to show, you know? Things have been well, a little well, slow in the phone shop. No wants shot. to see your dick. His, his mentality. I don't know, bro. I said that Sometimes when you live the hog life, when you when you got a sausage, you don't get the mentality I'm speaking of. That's why I'm really trying to build this character. Uh, the mentality. Okay. Yeah, he's like, you know, trying to show the old brajol. No one right? wants to see this big banana right here. So, when, I, but I don't understand why this guy insists on. Listen, I'm not saying flirting, or I'm not saying doing all these things are are right, or or or, or neither is he. But he understands it's wrong, right? It's wrong, but, but still, no contact you know, was made. That's so odd to me that yeah, there, yeah, there was his hand to his dick while he took the photo. I just can't. Well, hold on. Here's where the story gets really okay, fucking right, okay. bad, though. All right. Okay. So now There's talking, way it gets worse. Yeah, talking about this out loud, right. right? Is is really magnifying how fucking weird it is, right? right? So, so you're, but, but you're, in reality, you're, when you're talking bro to bro, he's like, "Well, you know," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." So your old school buddy gets in trouble with his wife because he sends a coworker a picture of his dick. Gets in trouble at work. Gets in trouble with his wife. Moves on. Right now, but now he's sort of on probation. When you think maybe he's cleaned up his act, he has two kids, and he's on the right path. He hits you up again, saying, "I'm sending more penis pictures." Yeah, he gets caught sending happy penis, bro. <laughs> So he's like, you know, you know, I got this fucking yeah, sausage. You know, sometimes it needs to be unfurled. You know, bro. I'm like, I know. Hog life, bro.
I'm like, I know. So I'm like, but what happened? He's like, bro, she found them, bro. I'm like, what? Oh, man. He's like, you need to help me, bro. I'm like, oh, dude, you fucked up. What do you want from me? Right? So here's where it gets weird, though. Okay. I'm like, well, dude, this girl's good to you, right? Yeah, bro, she's everything to me. You didn't, like, really fucking cheat on her, right? No, nah, I would never, bro. Then you better fucking get on the right path, dude, and work this shit out. But here's where it gets really weird. So wait, if he's not cheating, why the dick pic? Here's where it gets really weird. Why the dick pic? He has no intentions to cheat. If he, the he, wife now is he's not so physi- He's not physically touching this woman or anything. No. He's really just no, obsessed it's with different, different he, women now. But, oh, different so person, but, but, as but, far as I know. So he didn't sleep with the one girl, no. didn't sleep with the other girls. No. He just has this weird thing. He just thing. wants to get his dick out there. He just <laughs> has this weird thing about sending his junk to people. He started junk for his I don't, I don't know. Junk. But I, I don't think it, I, I didn't look at it this way until I speak of uh, out loud. So then he goes on to tell me that the wife's real upset. Obviously, yeah. right? And I don't know what to do, bro. Because guess what she does? She now, because she has no one to talk to about this, and she's so distraught. She's like, look, my family has has, uh, embraced us both. They love us. And he's doing all this stuff to make things worse. I don't know who to turn to. So she goes to his mother, right? His mother? His mother. And she says, you don't understand... Nick is tearing the family apart. What do you mean? Why would my little son, my Nicky, do anything to ruin the family? Because he's sending dick pics to all these girls. Right? Enough. Right. Happy penis. Now, hold on. Now, to our ears, our 2018 ears, we could sort of at least kind of laugh and chuckle Listen, and understand, if, right? If, if you but are, now that the mom knows... If you're in a window of people right. from 20-something to 40-something, yeah. you've grown up at least in a world where the idea of someone sending a junk shot is at least doesn't seem preposterous. It might not be something you do, but you know it happens. Yeah, that's why I keep saying, like, you understand, bro. Like, yeah, because I hear about these things all the time. He tell, his wife tells his 60, 70-something-year-old mother? Right. So now to her ears, she's like, oh, my goodness. Why would he do this? Right? So now this is a magnified, blown-out story where now the mother's involved, and the mother thinks that Nikki, her little Nikki, is a straight-up degenerate. Not only, now, not only does his parents know, but her parents know because she confided in her parents. Oh, my God. Wait, so what? now so, now my friend's walking around like everybody thinks I'm a major creep because they all know. So his wife obviously knows that he's sending his junk pictures yeah. everywhere. That's not only that, – if that's not bad enough, his wife told her parents and his parents. And his parents. Not to tattletale, to be like, what could I do? I'm, I'm desperate here. So my friend is telling me, I don't have a problem or anything. I'm just flirting. I don't know. It's not like I have this weird, freaky thing going on. You know how it is, bro. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm like, but you got to stop doing that. You know? And, and now, I guess you the moral of the story is this. stop doing that. How do you convince? Is that, is that your advice? Yeah. <laughs> you got to stop doing that. Stop doing Look, that. that's, that's water under the bridge now. The damage is done. Is now I'm trying to tell him. You got to figure out a way to make your mom understand that you're not as crazy as this appears to be. Because from her ears, you're like some sort of sexual deviant.
Yeah, I would assume that to a to an older, to like a mom or grandma or in law, if those per, if those in laws or parents or grandparents or whoever, if they're in their late sixties, seventies, or older, if they're older folks, they might think that this is a completely different level of perversion. Yeah. So so now basically the question is, you know, is there really an issue? Because honestly, when it's friend to friend, I'm like, yeah, dude, I get it. You know, I get it because he has this flirty thing going on with this girl. I get it. You don't Doesn't condone it. it. Right. You don't condone it, but you get and it. And he understands it's not right. He's not saying, like, hey, I'm okay. He admits he's wrong. I'm in the wrong for this. I get it. But, man, now that my, my parents know, her parents know, oh. I'm really being looked down upon. And I'm like the, oh, no. I'm like, I'm the asshole, the biggest asshole going. And everyone's act, oh. treating him like he has a, like a major issue. When I'm like, well, I, I, don't, I don't think, think he has do a major issue. It's he, more common than, than they're realizing. I don't think this guy's a major issue. I think he's doing the wrong thing. Is like, but yeah, is this like when people get caught having the sex, uh, like celebrities get caught having sex and they are cheating? And they're like, oh, I'm a sex addict. And then they check themselves into rehab. So we're they we're can, thinking uh, that Kavino's buddy Nick might need to pull some. Like I need to go to sex rehab or something because they're, they're, the family as like, a, the as like a scapegoat, yeah, yeah as like a, a, a way to reason this. See, because his question is now like, how can I convince everybody that like I'm just a normal guy in today's world? Scott, I want you to put and, yourself. And, 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 and honestly, although it sounds a little like, oh, yeah, not everybody does those things. It's not that out of the norm of today's no, it's, jerk off. Really, please, it's not out of the norm. It just. She probably expected better, and the both sets of parents who, like you said, are probably in their 60s, 70s, or older, to them, it must seem way more perverted. Now, Scott, right. I want you to put your— Why would she, Why would he do this? I want you to put yourself in Nick Nicky shoes. Little Nicky DeCesare. Let's say, Spotty Boy, you— set, Let's make the exact same picture. Let's say you sent your— a picture of your junk to a coworker. Your wife found out you got in trouble, Whoa. right? I mean, Whoa. like because you the were flirting, yeah, like out of the blue. Yeah, marriage was not like you sent one yeah. to cousin Brucey just to be a jerk. Yeah, but mar marriage was an overspot. Your wife forgave you. You never physically cheated, but you were on probation essentially in the marriage because she caught you sending pictures and it was inappropriate, right? Let's say fast forward a year, or I don't know how long it was, she catches you again sending pictures of your junk to other women. Yeah. And now she goes. It's a little worse, though, bro. I don't know if she. This time there was video. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, that's what I said. I said, what? Oh, bro, no. what? I was like, you do. Maybe you do have an issue, bro. Video of what? Stroke action? I have no, dude. Oh, I don't even stro know. Stroke action? I was like, I hope your face is in that thing. What are you doing? Stroking. It was stroking. <laughs> Yo, people are freaks, man. Freaks so come out at night. If your wife then I'm later, stroking. after your wife gave you. A sec, uh, essentially like a, a second chance to make it right, forgave you, and then found more pictures of your junk and videos of your junk on yeah, your phone. That's not flying. What if she then said, I want to keep this family together, but I need to talk to someone, and then she called Phyllis. Phyllis. What do I do? What if Kristen, oh my God. what if your you wife- imagine Phyllis? Phyllis's uh, weak heart would fail. What if- Dude, what, but that's what I'm saying. Now the, the mother and father are involved in this. It's like, oh my God. When I start making love, oh, no. I don't just make love, I be stroking. That's what I be doing. Spot. <laughs> I be stroking.
I want you to really put yourself, and I want everyone to put themselves in this scenario. Imagine your wife. Everyone think, um, daydream about this for a second. Imagine your wife called your mother and father and said, Hey, it's me, Jackie. Hey, what's up, Jackie? How are you? How's up? How's up, Brian and the kids? I'm really upset. I'm really upset. Oh, what's the matter? Is everything okay with you guys? I don't know what to do. Well, what's going on? Your son? Yeah, what about him? Our our boy? Is, is, he, is he being a good husband and father? Well, I mean, for the most part, but there's a major issue that could tear the family apart. Oh, no. Is <laughs> What's going on? Your son? I caught him. I caught him. Oh, caught him doing what? He'd never cheat on you. Well, no, not physically cheating. He, I, I don't believe that happened. Then what happened? Well, he has videos of him masturbating and pictures of his penis, and he sends them to women everywhere. <laughs> what, everywhere. What, what would your parents say if your wife or girlfriend called your folks? So, dude, bad enough. Oh, my god. Bad enough my buddy's wife sort of kind of hates him right now, right? I wonder what my dad but would now say. his parents <laughs> what do my are dad? so disappointed. What if this is me and Sarah Claus. Hey, Greg. Sarah, what's going on? Uh, good to hear from you. How's Richie and Emmy and everything? Greg, your son. Hold on. Let me pause Dancing with the Stars. Hold on. Sarah, hold on one second. Hold on. Let me sit down. One second. Now, Nelly, pause the DVR. Hold on one second, Sarah. Hold, hold on. on. Let, let me let take me my bib off. I was just yes. seeing a Hungry Man TV dinner. Uh, let me, uh, hold on. Let me get my post-it notes out. Hold on. By the way, did you tell Richie uh, that I'm, I'm betting heavy a tease bet this weekend? Uh, Patriots and Eagles. Anyway, uh, what was it, Sarah? And my wife, what if, imagine my wife was like, you don't get it, Greg. Sarah, what? What? Tell me. Richie sends him pictures of his dick to everybody. Oh. Like, what? Oh, no, it's dinky. Oh, no. I think, oh. I think my Our dad, tolerance is going to be. my Richie. With some level. And then our parents' generation is going to think you're a piece of garbage. <laughs> but, but I think my dad would probably say, what Nelly, the fuck is- here. I got to tell what, you something. What is wrong with you? So my buddy Nick- Why, he's why like, would you do that? That's a, you're, you're setting yourself up for disaster. My, my buddy Nick is like, so basically uh, now <laughs> I got my mother asking me like, well, you know, what's, what the hell's wrong with me? Meanwhile, you know how it is, bro. What's the root of this, Nikki? Yeah. Mom, I don't know. Was it something I did? Is it in your childhood? No, no mom, mom, I'm just into my dick, but <laughs> No, Mom, I just got a fucking sausage. That's really, and honestly, that really is the sort of and reason. Then, and like, then, I you know what happens? Sausage. The I, mom. I want to show it off. The mom then probably talks to her friends, and they're like, "How's Nikki and the family doing? Well, things are a little rough now. Well, could I, could I confide in you, Betty? Oh, sure. Everybody knows now. You know, I hate to say it, but <laughs> my son Nikki, you could, you could, together. you could tell it's us. the worst. Oh yes, everybody's talking about it. You know, like he said, everyone in his family knows now. And it's oh, like, didn't, he, it's didn't, he say, didn't he say that the parents reached out to his sibling and they were trying to get to the bottom of it? Like, yeah, why would he like, do this? You're, you're, uh, like, reach out to his like sister and brother and was yeah, saying things like, think he's a maniac. Like, is it true? Is yeah. Nikki really demented? Yeah. And the and the siblings have to be like, well, ma, it's a, it's a little normal these days. It's the wrong move. He's married, but it's not crazy. Like, right now, now he's got his uh, you know, siblings sort of <laughs> defending him. You know, trying to downplay the severity. Look, no one's saying it's right. No one's saying it's okay. Everyone's but very harsh, not, by the way. But it's not really that out of the ordinary, hey, guys. By the way, it, what I find interesting, and I'm not saying I'm not saying everyone's tolerance for these type of things should be the same, and I'm not saying you should just accept bad behavior from your significant other. But when I'm reading the feedback here, everyone is very quick to be like, like, look at this. 
she should divorce him and take everything. Fuck this guy. That's from Medford, Oregon. Well, now, he's t- trying to get right back on the straight and narrow again because he's like, no, no, no. You know, this isn't the life I want. No, no, no. His I'm thing not- is, how do I convince my the older generation that what I'm doing is just sort of like I don't want to say the norm, but not as off the wall and I'm maniac just, uh, like as they are making it out. I'm to not. Be. I'm not saying what this guy did is right. Nobody is. No, I don't think anyone thinks it's right. Normal or anything. Light of a but, really like yeah. it's just a stupid story. But Spot, would you agree with me that anyone that anyone that's drastically saying automatic leave this guy, divorce him, and everything is discounting the fact that this guy's got a few kids and he's been married for a while? Like what he did is not right. But I'm amazed how everyone's so quick to be like, yeah, you know your family unit, the two kids, and it seems like everything's. I don't know. It just seems like very. I think he's lucky if she forgives him, to be honest. But I, then, I, how do you get your family to think that you're not a maniac? No, though? I'm just saying. I think people are. Uh, I mean, I don't know. D- divorce seems like a pretty harsh thing to, you know. I get. I guess if things were worse, I don't know what to say. Oh my God, Nikki, and your and your wife told me that there's video. What what would make you do this? Maybe he's insecure. Like uh, this is uh, at least some sense here. Seems like he might be insecure about something in his marriage or their sex life, and he's looking for validation or love. Yeah, that's probably. He told me that things were a little slow. That's that's, all. That's probably the case. Not excusable, but what I'm saying is absolutely the case. Yeah, everyone seems very quick to be like, fucking dump him and take everything. I don't. I mean. I mean. It's happened it is, a few times. That's the problem. That's the thing. It's like you, you know, like a lot of times. There's no mulligan here. It wasn't you know, a like lot a of one, times you know. in relationships, you know, people cheat, they get caught, and you know they're on thin ice for a while, and then things starting start getting back to normal. But like the second time, just makes it ten times worse. Now I'm not trying to. Because then you assume that it's been going on the whole time. I'm not trying to deflect, right? Because my buddy's in the wrong. Everybody knows this. But what's with getting the other family members involved? That's just weird. I no, know but that's the, I know that's the ultimate point here. That but that makes but the whole situation so worse because you could have you could have contained it right and tried to make it work. Now you made it the entire village. Uh, the village it made is now the village's problem. <laughs> Everybody's involved now. Like that did not help. Samantha, want to go to uh, let's go to Samantha. Get a lot of feedbacks. Yeah, let's go to the feedback. Um, your buddy Nikki. It takes a village. Send, send, in, send in his junk pics around. He's married with two kids. Here's here's the part that I find fascinating. He hasn't physically cheated with Nothing. anyone. No. Nope. Which which I'm not sure how to categorize it because I'm Just like, wanted that yeah. excitement. Can, can you argue that it's as wrong? Because I'm not saying it's right, but we've, like we've all, let's let's be honest. Let's be honest in this room. Yeah. We've all sent flirty text messages to someone in our life at one point or another. At one point or another, whether it be. Married in a relationship or married, dating someone, whatever dating the case may be. Of or, course, or everyone, everyone has sent. We've all we've all sent flirty, you know, to the women that we associate with in our life. But know what I would like to say? But I've never, and I don't think you ever have sent a picture of my of penis, your penis, no, to a girl you were flirting with while in a relationship. I sent a picture of a banana and said, "This is like my penis." Does that count? Was that when you were making pumpkin uh, banana loaf? Yeah, and you just happened to have them on standby. Yeah. And then when I was done sending the picture, I cut open the. Never mind. All right, uh, let's go to Samantha. Samantha, <laughs> Put it what's in the up? Microwave. Never mind. Hey, Samantha. That, but but Spot, hold on, hold on, Samantha. What Spot says is, is is true, which makes it. I don't want to. I don't want to say normal, but understandable. Yeah. But to an older person's ears, you are a piece of garbage. Yeah. Samantha, what's up? Hi, guys. 
Uh, he just needs to. He just needs to eat that because uh, after he got caught the second time, not for nothing, she could have left him, but she yeah. didn't. She just told a lot of people, so now that's kind of that's yeah. a shame. But he, get, he gets what he deserves, oh, right? Well, now he has to deal with that. He's going to think twice before he sends it again. Well, that's what I said to him too. I mean, look, he and he yeah, knows. He better that. not send it a third time. No, but he knows that. <laughs> I can't control my penis. <laughs> right. like, what, what is he going to say? Very, very Anthony Weiner, like, wasn't he cheating though? Look, I, I agree, and I think my buddy is Get taking... Happy penis! <laughs> happy penis. Happy penis! That's all we really want is yeah. some happy penis in our life. I, I, there's <sighs> there's ownership and accountability here. It's just now, like, how do you move past that? Now that you have this sort of, like, reputation amongst your closest family members. Joe, yeah, by the way, if you're just joining the show, the, the reason we bring this up is Kavino's buddy just has a problem where he he's married with two kids but he can't stop sending pictures of his penis to other women he's not physically cheating he just can't stop sending she, i didn't page. look at no, it like here, a problem but here's until the, you, you say it that he, way here's you the, see the messages or but, like the his photo gallery but here's the rub spot as you would say the the, the whoa, part of the keep, part whoa keep the rub out of this the part that makes us funnier well f- funny for us not funny for him is that her way of dealing with it is she's not leaving him she's upset with him but she told her parents, his parents, you said like grandparents, everyone involved, everyone in the family, her side and his side, why they're struggling. Hey, why are you guys going through a rough patch? Yep. It's not like, well, marriage is marriage. The answer given to every family member is, well, we're going through a tough time because Nick keeps sending pictures of his penis to people. <laughs> but hold on. Take the, the marriage out of this for a second, okay? Yeah. You keep you saying he has a problem doing this. Wouldn't you say that's kind of... I don't want to see normal flirty behavior, but but a sexual sexting conversation could lead there, okay. right? It's the, not well, that. No, well, hold it's on. Not hold on. that much of a psychological oh, issue as as, uh, as uh, they're making it out to be, is right. it? I'll give you this. I'm saying take the marriage. Anytime, out. anytime a guy is flirted with a woman, yeah. and pictures are involved on text message, this or that, anything from from experience, from talking to friends, from anything that I've dealt with or other people that I'm close with have dealt with. Here's where it goes. It goes, woman, pretty pretty shot of her. You you might see a boob or her with her like you know like a picture of her ass. The guy might send the picture of like I don't know yeah. like shirtless Where or do you a think chest the sexting or this. Leads? But what I'm saying is, at, no, I don't think sexting normally goes to. Here's like, I I think a lot of women, no women really want to see Dude, a guy's you know junk. How many no, no women get junk dick. shots? I'm not saying that they do. Unwarranted. It what you do to it, and I know Kavino, you love to dress it up with the. Uh, a little bow tie and top hat you put it on a bed of lettuce to make it on a platter no matter what you do to your dick there's nothing attractive about it and, and, and women, no, la- and women laugh about it and, and to be honest yeah women, laugh. women do laugh and no one else they laugh at your like, dick uh, no woman's like laying around spreading eagle and sending you like close-up pictures of her situation i don't know my brother's shown me a lot i don't say no woman all right so let's weird go. Shows me a lot and of those you know what someone uh, i just got hit up someone saying uh if here here's a good thought his wife should be pretty confident that they're not having sex because guys that send dick pics are not having sex with that woman. That's a good point. I know it's, it's a joke and a good yeah, zinger, but he's right. No, no, but that's a, that's a good perspective. Like if he's sending junk pics, it's because he's saying like, "Look what I got," because she hasn't seen it really. I think that's a great way to look at it. It is puto behavior. I agree, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. No one's defending it. I'm saying, but from an older person's ears. What is kind of I don't again I, I use the word normal loosely because we do live in a world of of sexting is kind of common if you're 
living that life. Yeah. You know, it seems like cr- <laughs> like like absurd <laughs> to an older person. <laughs> Everything, uh, about, but maybe uh, it is more of an issue uh, than I realize. Someone, um, I just know my my pal, and I know he's not that bad of a guy. Someone te- oh. someone texts us and brings up a good point, and I won't say their name just in case they're trying to be discreet. They were in a sexless sexless marriage, and did this shit all the time with a bunch of chicks. Never cheated, but it made them feel special and wanted. Really? Uh, no, I, I got that vibe. So it's it is that it's like a validation, I suppose. If you're not necessarily going through with the cheating. Well, like, listen, man. Like, how many like people? How many like people? Rich. If no like one, flirting. if no one's told you your pe- penis was was wasn't handsome for a while, it's extreme flirting. Yeah, you, you yeah. know. You well, think, think about what you just said, Spot. Think you about know, you what you, a really handsome penis. Thank about, you. That's about, all I want. Uh, think about what you said, Spot. People that aren't getting love. Or validation, right? How many people hit us up saying, oh, I've been married and my wife my wife doesn't touch me anymore. And then some woman's flirting with him. It may, I mean, 100%. So it does make tell sense, me, but not to, to my penis. not to people when they care about you. Tell me how happy it is. Happy penis! All right, that's it. I don't want to the harp right, on no, it. I, I gave the best oh. advice I could give. And what was that? Like, hey, man, cut the shit. Or else it's a really Stop dumb reason to lose. Stop sending your dick, asshole! Yeah, like Jim that, Carrey and Delilah Liar. That's really it. <laughs> Stop like, freaking the law, it'd be really, asshole! It'd be a real shame if you lost everything because of that. She's probably, right? She's just very desperate. It sounds. It's, it's, it's obviously a move of desperation. From him? From her. And I was like, and do your best oh, to, to tell the family? Do your tell best to, to get your siblings and other people to be on your side so that your family members don't think you're some sort of wackadoo. How, however, I am amazed at how quick so many people seem to say... She should pull the plug on this, and I'm not saying like people should just tolerate you anything. But kids, two kids. Yeah, I mean, you can't just it's over like, a dick. I, dick. I don't Come on. like to me. It's like uh, I'm amazed how people are. Cheating's another story. I, I'm just I'm, cheating I'm to just, a woman's spot. Um, yeah, I, I'm just amazed. Jacob in New York. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Um, great topic this morning, by the way. Thanks, man. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say I was in a similar situation, kind of different, but similar in the way that when I first was dating my girlfriend, um, I had myself convinced that going to a massage place like wasn't cheating. Oh, yeah. And um, I used to, you know, get the massage or whatever. My girlfriend, you know, of course, I'm a guy and I'm dumb. She she found the receipt in my pocket. Keeps receipts. Yeah, you got well, a receipt for a happy ending? You got receipts for that? What are you, you going to write, write it all? Are we going to write it all? I was dumb. <laughs> 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 Bring it to I was like, dumb hey. enough to take it. She <laughs> she handed me a receipt, and then uh, my my girlfriend found it, and she like actually um, Google searched the name of the place, and you can imagine the pictures that came up. Well, yeah, well, no, you know what it probably was. It was probably she Googled the place. It said massage, fucking thirty dollars, and your receipt massage. said your, and your receipt said two hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> no, it just it just had a bunch of pictures of like Asians and like skimpy outfits. Yep. So I was I was uh, definitely caught, but the point of the story is, and I you know I, I felt like really bad because she was crying for days after that. She really cares about me, but um, the point was is that <laughs> she actually forgave me. She she threatened to throw me out at first, but um, after I told her that you know that I kind of didn't think it was a big deal, but now I realize it is. And she didn't tell any of her parents. She didn't tell anybody in her family because um, the point is, is that once you start telling people in your family about the the ups and downs that you go through in a relationship, that's that's like the beginning of the end. And that's the point that she made to me. Yeah. Once 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 it creeps out from your little inner circle and other people yeah. are involved, it becomes a bigger deal. It, that's the yeah, truth, man. He's right about that. No, yep. You it's a it's like airing your dirty laundry prematurely. Right. 
is just going to set up for bad You know what? It's stuff. actually a great experiment because the conversation that sounds normal between me and my friend, mm -hmm. even when I have it openly like this, it is. you realize, yeah, it is a little fucked up. You know? So when you, once you take you, it out of the circle, you, realize, you, you really see through other people's filters and eyes that how that, weird it is. Not that you validated his bad behavior. Never, not once. But, but the thing but is, I understood. because you know him and know that because you probably knew him from college or however long you know this guy, because you know him a long time and you know that, oh, this guy's a guy that I've always known to have good intentions and he seems like a good fella. You're, yeah, you're, he's he's you're like Frankie Carbone. You're giving him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt to start with. You know that he talks lovingly of his kids and family, so you're just thinking, man, this guy's stupid penis is getting in the way of his, you know, goals. Yep, that's it. Gavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. I have only one thing to talk about today. Okay, let's hear it then. It's called the uh, Cavino Family Mystery Chonies. Yeah, yeah. They, can you hit with? It's have well, some mysterious time of you year. You need mystery music, Spock. Can you hit me up with some mystery music? Oh, do you want like creepy music? Yeah, like because this is a story of this. No one knows. Well, it's horrific if you're my mom. So think of the horror she must have felt when 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 she saw these mystery chonies. Yeah, it, honestly, it's one of those unsolved mysteries. That's the music I need because that that music was scary oh, growing up. You sure you don't want like creepy music? No, Unsolved Mysteries was the scariest, bro. You couldn't fall asleep if you heard that music as a kid. That music will keep you up at night. It's not really a great story. I think it's... But I think we should all relate. No, but I think it's uh, a mystery that's yet to be solved, really, right? Oh, no. It's funny. Oh, there's an answer to the mystery? No, it's unsolved. <laughs> yeah. This is the scariest shit ever. Ho, ho! Imagine Here comes. the fright of my mom. Oh. Mystery unsolved. You must love popcorn flavored jelly beans. Those are doo doo. Tastes like feet. Rotten feet. So basically, the story goes like this, and I'm sure we all have had these moments. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my backstory first. I remember when my mom still did my laundry. I must have been like 30. <laughs> and she's like, I found these panties in your laundry. And I was like, oh, oh mom, no, no, don't say it. Oh, oh sorry. Mom, I don't know what to tell you. I like when you, the women come over once in a while. <laughs> it wasn't me. I swear. I remember she was real disappointed. She you said, wouldn't. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to throw these away. I'm like, you wouldn't. No. It's like with Billy Bad when uh wait on um, Billy Madison when they confront the revolting blob. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna tell your girlfriend. I was like, no, mom, no. You're thinking these aren't my girlfriends, baby. She threw them at me. I don't even know how they ended up in my laundry. Right? It was one of those sneaky Ooh. tactics. Yeah. But I remember she was like not mad but disappointed. Well, anyway, the kiss. Apparently, in the Cavino household today. Oh, the mystery chonies. There's a big uproar. I'll send you a picture of them. Spot, you want to see these bad boys? I mean, how would you not want a picture of these bad? What the bad boys? What do you speak of? Like, I want to see those panties. Polka dot. I want to see these polka chonies. dot panties. Yeah. This someone, is great. Someone has to fess up. I want to see these chonies. Do you want to see them? Yeah. yeah. I want to see these chonies. Check them out. Well, guess what? Everyone will see them. We'll put it on our Instagram story. What? Yeah, they're like Ooh. granny style. I feel I see a little tint over here too, right? Tint? They got like a doo-doo stain on the back. 
<laughs> mystery there's dude. A, there is a dude who's there's there. Wait, hold on, hold on. Right? No, hold you know on, what? It's, it's the optical illusion. You know when you look at circles? I don't know. Like something forms in between. Is there a dude who's staying on those? No, I think it's an optical illusion. Am I supposed to stare at this for 30 seconds and look at the ceiling? Well, yeah. they're pro at that. I don't know. <laughs> no, if you look at it long enough, they start spinning. So anyway, my dad hits us up on the family chat. Oh, wait, I see a schooner. <laughs> family <laughs> chat is... is schooner uh, is a sailboat. Wait, is this one of those things because like the carpet has that pattern on it? No. I don't know, bro. I so anyway, uh, on the family chat... Get back to the mystery. What's that? My dad goes, A. Because, you know, I have three sisters that visit. My mom, obviously. The mystery. But my brother still lives at home. So my dad goes, hey, anybody know who these belong to? Because your mother's flipping out. Right? Apparently my mom is freaking out. Like, that my brother's like, like, who does he think he is? What is this? This is disgusting. Whose underwear are these? My mom's very, like, mommy dearest when it comes to stuff like this. Oh. Yeah. Like, who killed my sister? Was it you? <laughs> my mom <laughs> Whose very, panties are they? Yeah, she's very like, <gasps> who's? Yeah, and you're like, oh, no, mom, no. Right, yeah, she gets real scary, bro. Whose panties are these? I feel like your mom put the panties on the end of like a pen or like a stick, and she's spinning them around like, whose are Yeah, yeah. Are they yours? And my brother's like, no, I'm not around, so they're not mine. So they go to my brother because he's culprit number one, right? Because he still lives there. He's like, I don't know who those are, yo. Get them away. And now my theory is this. My brother's whole mission is to take those panties off, right? Because he's a creepster. He doesn't know or care what kind of panties his new girlfriend's wearing anyway. He's been with the same girl for maybe a few months, three, four months, something like that. So you think he knows? He doesn't know what's in rotation. You know what I mean? Like, you know your wife or girlfriend's of rotation. Of course, yeah. Because you've been together for a while, and you probably fold her laundry once in a while. Or you see what's doing. He doesn't care. So my theory is they have to belong to him and whatever girl he brought over late at night. He just doesn't know it. He's like, they're not mine, yo. Throw them away. I don't know. Get him out of here, yo. So he 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 pulled the. I'm just as disgusted as you. Tommy, what are right, these? Right. I don't know you. In fact, you think you're disgusted. I'm appalled. Yeah. So what happens is the way any family dynamic usually works is now mom puts the, the pressure on dad. Oh. Well, there's somebody's. And my dad's like, hey, quit busting my balls and tell you. you think they I don't got, belong to me. I don't know. You think Maybe I they got, belong to one of your kids. You think I got time to be philandering? Right. No, my dad goes, <laughs> no, I hear it. He's like, well, you think I'm wearing those? They sure as hell ain't mine. No, no, no. Is your mom insinuating Big Steve's uh, up to no good after uh, 50 years? <laughs> I have no idea. Because I'll tell you, like I said, this has happened to me. And I knew who they belonged to, but I, kn I didn't know how they ended up there. You know, because my mom, here's why she's, like, offended. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me, right? She's very, very old school. She's not of this, like, of this time era or period. She's, like, from the, like, early 18, late 1800s, early 1900s. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Are you having one of the Werther's original I that are left over? I, I heard the sound. I was like, Spot. You know what? I walked, I walked by, and I'm Spot, like, could, oh. While we hear this story, this great story of the mystery of the Cavino uh, uh, Chonies. Yeah. Jake, can you give me one of those uh, banana Laffy Taffies? I want to see how good or bad they really are. Thank you. 
Hit me up with some music spot. Some uh, come on, the mystery, 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 the mystery of the pantalones. No, I'm sorry, the the chonies. My mom is so easily offended. I'm appalled. Yeah, she's Why appalled. would there be someone else's panties? Yeah, really, this is such an unnecessary headache for my dad, right? I don't know, Atencia. So, my mom is like, you mean to tell me that some girl came in here and left without her panties? What kind of people are they? Like, my mom can't even wrap her head around that someone came in with panties but and left, left without, without them. them. Which does make a lot of sense. Things I, that make uh, you go, hmm. I wonder if... Uh, I wonder if I, as a, have you as a man, I ever never left my chonies behind? Hold on, unless I shit in them. Have you ever left your undies somewhere? I mean, on the side of a road because I had an accident, but that's a whole other story in a whole other lifetime. Huh? I'm trying to think, have I ever? But left. I've never left them like. I never left them as a sign of a uh, like like planting my flag. Oh, I, I threw away underwear once, and went home commando. To get rid of the, the evidence. I get it. That I understand, right? But I don't think that's the case with something like this or what women are capable of. Someone left. Women are trifling. Someone left trifling. at the Cavino household in Union, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we, we I'll spot, send the picture spot. Spot. Send the, Put this picture on Instagram so people can play if along. If anybody knows who these belong to. Oh, we're allowed to post this? What do I care? Yeah. But nobody knows who they belong to. Text it to me. I am. So I, I jokingly said, uh, maybe because my, my uncle visited recently. Uncle Joey? No, my dad's brother. No, they're Uncle I was like, Joey's. Maybe they're Uncle Tommy's. I don't know. Maybe uh, we don't know everything about Uncle Tommy. Yeah, maybe he's. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really know what's doing underneath. Banana laugh for Taffy. Not good. Yeah, not feeling it? No. So anyway, mom is having a conniption. Uh, apparently, they don't belong to anybody uh, in the family. And my brother denies having anything to do with these no, bad boys. No so, one will fess up. Someone's chonies are in the family laundry. No one will fess up. No one fesses up. Oh. No one fesses up. But that's We're, sort of the thing. On. If you remember stories from yesteryear here on the Cavino and Rich Show, remember, uh, you know, when I lived in New Jersey, I, I went home one day so stoked to eat this frozen pizza I had, and I was so stoked about it. Like, I made a big deal about it. I'm going to go home, I'm going to eat that frozen pizza, and I opened up the freezer and it wasn't there. And nobody knew who ate my frozen pizza. Remember that story? I know, don't, bro. And I'm like, bro, it had to be you. My brother's like, wasn't me, yo. This is common. Yes. In households. Yeah, it's nobody. It's the boogeyman. I have two other examples. Because I'm, the, I'm the man that comes with uh, way too many our, examples. Am I putting this on our story? Hey, on our story. Don't put it on our feed. I was like, um, the spot, but spot. What what comes to mind for you when it comes to the mystery of the family? He's saying now Cavino has the mystery of whose random undies were found at his parents' house. I know a few that come to mind for me. By the way, it's a great like like uh, game. Scoob, you play like a with. Scooby Doo episode. No, but it's a great game you play with your friends too, especially your married ones. Cause some like evil trauma. Get a little, just a little Halloween fun. <laughs> leave some panties there in the Yo, couch. John, why did your wife leave you? She found underwear and left me. Yo, dude, you'll never guess. I don't know who they belong to. Oh, that's a terrible story, John. John, it's funny you say that. <laughs> I, I left them there a week ago. Prank. <laughs> she gotcha. left. Oh man, that's so a great. The, the, that's the, a great uh, gimmick. Yeah, the, the the case of the mystery panties. I two come to mind for me.
You said the pizza, right? You came home. By the way, they're beat panties. So if my brother's banging any chick rocking those granny panties, I'm a little disappointed. Those are weak. They're like, like Hanes nobody's way. <laughs> not my way. <laughs> it's not her way. It's not your way. Those are weak. Hanes the wrong way. You know what? In my brother's defense, if my girl was wearing those, I'd take them off too. And throw and, and not give them back. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? What are you those, wearing, yo? What are you wearing, Grandma? You're panties not getting for? those back. Yeah, those are terrible. So you have the mystery of the pizza that no one fessed up. Yeah, people just lie. Two examples for me. When I was with one of my exes back in the day in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, forget Someone bumped into my car in the driveway. It wasn't a big thing. It was a little, little ding, little dent, and I know. One of her friends, her, her brother, someone, someone like tapped my car too hard with some with their car that it created. Nobody did it. And I don't care, everybody. Just tell tell me who. Yeah, I got it. Don't worry. Nobody. Nobody fessed up. Nobody to, fesses up. I remember thinking like, hey, come on. I mean, listen, we're all, we're all we're all friends here. We're all family. People are thinking insurance rates. People are thinking no way. This is money out of my pocket. You know, and and in my story, people are thinking, yo, I'm not going to deal with the wrath of mom. You ever you ever see that story with Ricardo Montalban? Yeah, the wrath of mom. The wrath of mom. It's Ricardo uh, Montalban I, and my mom. Whose chonies are these? <laughs> I these are they're not mine, Hortensia. I have I have a buddy. I think actually it's a mutual friend. You know him too. He's a little, he's uh, a little older than us. He has a teenager, and he told us a story recently about how. Weed was found in their house, and no one will fess up, no matter how open the conversation is. Like their son, their daughter, him, his wife. Like there was weed found. It's got it's it's his sons, his daughters, his wife's, or his. And everyone's playing a, a big game of standoff. Like, not my weed. Not my weed. Yeah, you know what? Why can't not people confess here on the show? Like these family mysteries. Like someone uh, popped grandpa's tire. Like, you know, but no one fessed up to it, but you were just being a little dick and you did it. Like, I want to hear that story. Or was there one that was never solved? Because this is one, as of now, that's an unsolved Cavino family mystery. So you're telling people yeah. if they have the if they want to confess right I now. I either want to hear the confession or the tale at 866-969-1969. The mystery of your family. Like you said, you you don't know who dinged your car, and I, it was clearly it was, somebody in that that circle. But no one the, had the balls. Music. No one had the balls to just admit it. It was the it year. It was me. It was the year 2003, Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Rich Davis came out to his car to find a ding in the bumper. Yet, to this day, no one has fessed up. Well, you know what's interesting about that is, like, this happened to Jordan recently. If you're new to the show, she's my better half. You goyle! She was at Target or something like that, and someone opened up their door. Yeah. And they did the dingaroo. And she gets out, not even to cause a stir, just to see, like, how bad it was. And the person automatically denies it, even when you see what happens. Because that's your oh, like, that was, defensive that instinct, almost. That, that wasn't me. Right. No, uh, I didn't do anything. Sir, I, I, I saw your door hit my car. I saw it. Nah. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I don't think you saw anything. It wasn't me. 
So, yeah, it's like kind of an instinct, but it's a fucked up instinct. Oh, maybe. It's like a little childlike Mauser, instinct. Mauser may have it right. Uh, based on yesterday's show, maybe your brother. Remember we were saying how for, so for a, uh, an ethnic dude to get that wave in his hair, they put pantyhose on their head? Or a do-rag? Maybe your brother misheard, and he just put pa he got a random pair of panties to put on his head. Oh, I got it. Yeah, perhaps. And now he feels it. embarrassed? Right, right. Yeah, maybe. If you missed that story, we talked about it yesterday, how my dad invented the do-rag. People don't know that. He did. He put a panty hoe on his head for years to make his hair wavy. So what is, the, what is the mystery of your family, 866-969-1969, or the mystery of your, your friends, maybe in college? Um, some shit went down like you were drunk, you broke the fucking coffee table, then you went to sleep, and then for the rest of the semester or year, it was like, yo, who broke our, who shattered the coffee table? I don't know, bro. <laughs> right. When you were a kid, oh, I told I you had this. one in college. Someone, someone peed in our Brita filter, but no one fessed up. And it was one of our, it had to be someone in our circle because it was in our apartment. Yeah. What? Yeah. Someone pissed in the Brita filter. Did it come out clear? It's a great experiment, actually, though. Yeah. yeah it must, I, have come must, have been, it. must have been a science major. I don't know how they knew. Uh, but that was the, the story. And I was like, well, who did it? And how and why? And, and why, yeah, why would he do that? So we had our, our suspicion. But we didn't, you know, ever get a true answer as to why. Like, were you drunk? Was it a joke? Like, why would you do that? But people play really dumb when they're caught like that. And then you can't fess up. Right. And it's like, Rich, I know everyone has their story of, didn't you and your brother, like, make a hole in the wall when you were a kid? And you covered it up for years, then your mom finally found it, but no one's still fessed up? We were playing football in my basement. You know, on the East Coast, everyone's got the finished basement. That's such a, isn't that such an East Coast thing? The finished basement? Your brother was uh, John Elway, and you were uh, Dick Butkus. I'll be Dick Butkus. No, I was uh, Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus. Butkus. If we were playing, if my brother wanted to be Broncos back then, uh, he was probably Carl Mecklenburg or uh, or Steve Atwater. Richie, what are you doing? Writing Butkus on the back of my shirt. <laughs> Butkus. Dick. Butkus. I was being Ronnie Lott. Butkus. Dick. Butkus. Why Adrian a big penis on the front? Because I'm dick buttkiss. <laughs> <laughs> you're John Elway. I'm Dick Buttkiss. So you were playing football? Buttkiss. I'm playing football. You were uh, Dick Buttsniff. I was Dick Buttsniff. <laughs> and our buddy Paul, who is still our friend today, our buddy Paul, Wall Street Paul. Paul. We all tackled it. Like someone tackled someone Paul right, right into the... The very thin, like, basement sheetrock on the wall. Yeah. Ooh. We're talking not a little, like, crack, like, oh, like, you might as well, like, uh, like some madman punched a fucking hole yeah, in the wall. Like, like, Chip Gaines put his head through it. <laughs> Chip Honestly, Spot, the equivalent is if some... This uh, wall's got to come down. If some, like, drunk behemoth headbutt the wall and there was a huge hole in the wall. We're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? So at first, I remember my brother saying, I got the answer. He took a kickball. And like pushed it in the wall, and the kickball, but was sticking out. I was like, "Do you think that's the answer?" Oh my god, what a dummy! Like, Wait a second. Like you know a red kickball? He put it in the wall, and <laughs> that was that was Jimmy's solution. Was Granted, solution. he might have been like ten at the time, but pretty retarded. Mom will never think. Richie, mom will, mom, mom won't know, Richie. I'm like Jimmy. Mom won't know, right? He took a there was a let's say a circle hole in the wall from like someone's head. Let's Put a ball he, in it. He's jammed a kickball in where it was, you picture like half a kickball sticking out of the wall. 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good, right? That's good, right? I feel like he would Jimmy. do the same thing today. Jimmy. Jimmy. Are you fucking serious? That pretty much defines, yeah, Jimmy, your brother. That's good, that's right? That's defines. good, right? She'll never know, right? She'll know, she won't know, right? Mom won't know, right? Right? Am I right? Let's put a ball in it. So, so, so Rich invented, so I, so, uh, you know, you basically invented uh, the Andy Dufresne. I was going to say, was, I, this, was this before 94? Because maybe you it, did. You know what? It was before I saw Shawshank. So I, I was uh, I was innovative. I pulled an Andy Dufresne. I took my- Night Rider on top no, of it? No, no, no. I know exactly the poster. because it's oh, the poster a, it's, with it's, Hasselhoff and- uh, <laughs> With uh, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hasselhoff and Gary Coleman. No, because I, I took the- I took the famous Give base. Thumbs up. I took the famous basement poster we had, and I moved it. What it was, was it? it was. Do you remember those sports posters where they? It looked like almost like a huge baseball card because it had the name at the top with the border and everything. Yeah, yeah. I put the the famous family Mookie Wilson poster over the hole in the wall, and that was. And I'm guessing. And your mom never picked up on why Mookie Wilson's poster was so low to the ground. It was. It was pretty low. <laughs> but for some reason, no one questioned it until my mother sold that house probably 10 years later, maybe more. And when they were doing all the cleaning, she takes down the Mookie Wilson post and she's like, why is there a hole in the oh wall? My, and a ball. Why is the ball in here? <laughs> why is there a ball? <laughs> and all I could think of is that, are you fucking kidding? It took my mother over a decade to realize that we put Jimmy's head through a fucking wall. <laughs> I put a Mookie Wilson poster well, over it. On the bright side, at least it wasn't your head, because that would have been a big asshole. But uh, permanent damage. Of course, nobody admitted to who it was. Rich said it was Jimmy. Jimmy said it was Rich, and uh, you know the rest is history. Unsolved family mysteries here on the Cavino and Rich show, based on the case of of the of the Chonies, the mystery Chonies, because my mom appalled and offended that there's. You know, someone else's dirty oh. underwear in the in the family mix. They, do, you, do you ever have a family mystery that was solved by someone ratting someone out? I have one of those. No, like usually in my family, I'm serious. Nobody knows. You know why? Because probably because we're Mexican. And snitches get stitches, I see. Secrets. It's like when my teacher told me to hand in an essay, to turn in an essay. And you said, I ain't no snitch. And I took no, the, Stephen, your your essay for the book report. Oh, okay, okay. And I was gonna hand it in, but I ain't no snitch. Um, just saw the panties, bro, on your Instagram. Your brother's banging some big bitches. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's why he's not admitting it. He's like, those are big panties, yo. I'm not fessing up to that. Yo, I I'll be. I rather uh, keep the secret than be humiliated. Yeah. I guarantee he's like, I was mad drunk, yo. Some fat girl. I'm not being the joke at fucking Thanksgiving 2018, yo. Yeah, those are big <laughs> panties. Uh, actually, my those dad said big panties. they look big. But my dad said they're size 6M. Somebody fess up because it's causing me problems. And all of my sisters responded like, they're not mine. Maybe your uh, maybe your dad's like a true player, like behind the scenes. No, I'm not, I yeah, don't want imagine. Big Steve. I don't want Big Steve to get mad at me. But yeah. what if he's running game? Yeah, my dad's like playing in the field. I never be I hey, would never have imagined. Pencil. I don't know. Ask one of your daughters. Meanwhile, my dad's like, oh shit, I've been caught. <laughs> I've been had. Uh, let's go to oh. Steve in Philly. So the the mystery where where someone got sold out. Yeah. There, luckily, truth is, luckily, looking back now. They're not worth anything. But as you know, before we all discovered women, what did we care about? Sports, baseball cards, wrestling, riding bikes, all that, you know, Nintendo. I was so into, much like you, 
baseball cards, card shows, autographs, all of that shit. I still now, got all mine. That's a big if part anybody of Anybody wants them, I'll sell them. I mean, maybe. I can't assume everyone grew up like me. Spot says, I assume everyone did what I did. But, Spot, a lot of kids grew up collecting no. baseball cards, autographs, comic books, all that shit. Mm-hmm. I came home from my freshman year of college. Oh. Keep in mind, my brother's five years younger than me. So I'm at college, freshman year. So I'm like, I'm 18. My brother's 13. So I'm 18, come back from college. My 13 year old brother, my sister's a year younger. She's 12, 11, 12. I'm thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. Someone drew a mustache on your Gary Carter card? And and erased the one on my Keith Hernandez. Oh, man. No, no. Where are my baseball cards, Jimmy? I don't know. That's why. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You, you, you don't know where they are? Well, I don't know. Lori, where's my baseball cards? No, I'm 18. I don't care that much. But we hadn't learned yet that they were all worth nothing. Right. To you, they were still part of your childhood either way. To me, this I still cared a little bit about material things. And while baseball cards from the 80s and 90s, you realize very soon that they really weren't worth much. At the time, though, I'm like, whoa, whoa, where's my Ken Griffey Jr. rookie? Where's my Cal Isn't Ripken? is it funny how the where's- instinct is to be like, honestly, like, oh, I don't know. Kids learn to lie at such a young age. Well, you see, little, you see little videos on YouTube where it's like a two-year-old and like yeah. they ate a cookie. And then and the mom like sees him and like, who ate the cookie? I don't know. Like... <laughs> Fucking lying two-year-old? It's in a person's instinct. Instinct That's fucking is, crazy. is self-preservation. Yeah, you will lie. You give some little some little kid has uh, donuts on their face, and they're like, I didn't eat donuts, mom. Didn't, didn't Justin Wilman do it with the marshmallows? Yeah. And the kid's like, I didn't eat it. But it did disappear a few times, I saw So that. for years and years, this was a family cover-up. No one, t- Richie. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, so you tell me, my Frank Thomas rookie, my uh, my uh, all my rookie baseball cards, the Mark McGuire uh, USA traded set, all the things that I stupidly valued as a teenager, gone. A decade later, my mother, in casual conversation, says, "Oh, like your brother's friend. That kid was a bad kid. Like uh, I think his name was Claude." Claudie or something like that. And, and I remember even Claudie stole Richie's baseball cards. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Claudie? My brother had some like foreign asshole friend oh who would who, who apparently like stole money from my mom's purse and my baseball cards. Wow. But no one told me. No one told you. Like a decade, Ten years decade later. later. I'm like, ah You got the casual confession. That's how you find out. So I, this uh, kid's on Facebook and I almost want to be like, you motherfucker. I want my beard. I want my Want my Ozzy Smith with an Afro? Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Do you want to talk about poor Devin's little issues? Poor Devin's little issues? That we've all gone through. What are his issues? That guy's living the life of John C. Riley. And his white shoes. Not his issues as much as just... Uh, I think he's dealing with a long distance thing, and I'm like, oh, long distance woes, huh? Stick a fork in it, man. Sometimes it's just so hard to see when you're involved. But from experience, I told him this. I didn't want to say it, but I sort of breezed by it. I'm like, yeah, sometimes, Devin, distance makes the heart grow colder. I said that too. That's, uh, that's the harsh reality. You know, man. I, I said, you know, you make fun of me having, I don't know, friends other than you, but. My my buddies I play softball with. One of them was going through the same thing, the long distance thing. His he's you know they're living in Southern California. His his girlfriend left for work and went like a I feel like I think it was like Arizona. Went a state away to work on something and really has no urgency to come back. And they've been together for a couple of years. And 
it just seems like almost like it's forming itself into almost a permanent long distance thing because there's no exact end in sight. Does that make sense? Like they're terrible, not, been there, done that. Like and the, I'm not the, talking about my Indian friend. The, the, <laughs> been there, done, done that? that? Been, I'm been there, done that. Been there, done that. I know for a fact that he has a hard time seeing it because he's in it, but I'm like, dude, the whole di- distance makes the heart grow fonder is incorrect. Yeah, in fonder fact, of in, other cocks. In fact, I, I mean, oh, no, oh. Devin, I don't mean that well, you. Hold on. He, he's got to tell, really he's, he's gotta tell his story, yeah. but I was, but I was going to say, I even quoted you. I was like, my buddy Cavino, and then my, those guys said, Cavino, who's that? Oh! And <laughs> yeah, to them, you're the weird guy. So I said, Cavino has the, the old catchphrase, distance makes the heart grow colder. And I actually credited you because I remember you you did say that. And I, I hadn't really heard anyone else say that because people love to say distance makes the heart grow fonder. Cavino once threw it out there. Yo, bro, to be honest, distance makes the heart grow colder. And I thought you were a genius when you said that. You probably got it from somewhere, but I think it was something fucking Larry said the jack on Three's Company. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, one of my heroes. It's one of two things: you're, you're away from someone you love, and in the beginning, you have that desire to see them. Like you're waiting every couple weeks, or how often you see them, and you're you're thirsty for them in the in the in the in the most lusty way. Like I can't wait to get my hands on her. You're texting like, her little. Oh, so fire. Strong desire. And then you fast forward, you're like on top of a mountain, freezing mountain with a scully on because it's so cold. Yeah. And then, then there comes a point where that fire goes away and you're, and you're texting each scream? other. Like, what does he scream to, about Drago? Isn't it just Drago? <laughs> and then it's just you on top of a mountain screaming her name. With Fernando. With Fernando. All right, so give us the story. De- Let's welcome Devin, who we're still getting to know. He's a yeah. really nice guy. Yeah. Uh, we're really happy that you're part of it, man. Thank you. you know, we, we really hope you're learning something. Yeah, I'm Devin, a lot. He, d- he, told, he tells his friends, he's like, I think they like me. They compliment my shoes all the time. <laughs> he's got good shoe game. <laughs> Devin, no, Devin seriously has like more layers than an onion. Yeah. I'm serious. You peel, peel away the onion layers of this kid? Seems like an interesting dude. <laughs> he's got like so many, I feel like he has so many so, tails. Wait, where's uh, you, have a, you have a girl now. Yeah, so I currently have been in a relationship for about four years. Uh, How old are you now? Uh, 22. So 18 to 22. Yeah, 18 okay. to 22. Those are great. That's a great romance right there. Yeah, it's a prime time right there. That's not oh. your like high school sweetheart, though, is no, it? No, I met her first year of college. Okay, so, so the college okay. girlfriend. So it's had, it has, it has oh. a, I'm not going to disqualify this because you, you love her, obviously. I but I'm, it I'm, because I'm it goes tra- back to what we talked about a few months ago or a few weeks ago when I was like, there's such great intent there, you know? But what do you tell a kid where you know there's no future yeah. in today's world? You have to give the, your, do you, today's world's not cut out. For that type of relationship, are you like an in love, loyal type of guy, or do you have to give your penis pep talks to be good? No, I'm I'm definitely in love and loyal, um, but I'm wise enough to be aware that at the end of the day, if it was just me left here, I have to be happy with myself and who I am. So I kind of need to build my own life, and doing that for the past four years with somebody else who isn't necessarily building their life as quickly as you, or not in the direction as you isn't the easiest thing to deal with. And so where you you are from where? Uh here California. So, yeah, you, so California. your family lived in California. Yep. You're where you're interning here, you going you went to college here, you went to school here? Yep. Okay. And where and she went to school out here? That's uh, where, she went to school in Arizona. Okay. When so, I was in Arizona we met okay. at ASU. Gotcha. And you went to ASU or mm-hmm. no? So you went to college together, but now you're back here after school. Correct. Back to LA. Yeah. And where is she? Uh Arizona still. In school or just like still living? in school, but a uh, little bit more backstory. I when I was doing all of my schooling, I lived in San Francisco. I moved to Arizona. I moved back to San Francisco. I moved back to Arizona. I moved to L.A. 
I moved back to Arizona, and now I'm back here. So you're fucking back and forth, back and forth. Does she have any intention of moving out here to be in L.A.? She says that she does, but I don't necessarily see a lot of, like, physical or, like, working towards those goals to get to that. How often are you seeing her? Huh? How often are you seeing her? Uh, Since I moved out here, I've only seen her once and been out here for, like, three weeks. Next trip is probably planned in like a week, two weeks, so probably maybe once a month, which isn't really enough for me. Yeah. One weekend a month, right? Yeah. You're going to ride on that thrill for a while because, again, and he's, but we've he's all done doing it. doing the traveling. Yeah, he's doing a lot of the traveling. Yeah. He's like James Harden, bro. He's all, the only one. Starting tonight, the all the traveling. <laughs> Starting, a friendly reminder, NBA starts friendly tonight. Friendly reminder. Clippers. Uh, but you get off on that, and again... <clears throat> It's not impossible. I had a 10-year run, so I, I don't know. In today's world, that might be a huge success. Mm. Who not the fuck knows? Impossible. Not impossible. Not impossible brew, right? <laughs> but it takes two to tango or yeah, something, or something like, like that. that. Uh, when you're doing all the back and forth, mm-hmm. which I, again, been there, done that, that's not cool. But you're going to ride on that, uh, that, that, that sense of missing somebody. You know, so that three yeah. weeks, you're like, oh, man, this is sort of cool. And you're going to rationalize that, well, it works this way because now I'm excited to see her when I see her. And we maximize those moments. And all those things are true, but all those things that make it fun now are what makes it more difficult as time goes on. Yeah, definitely. And then you're a guy who, who's not working full time, right, because you're still on your come up. Mm. That gets expensive, all that traveling. Yeah. The traveling And that expensive. builds resentment. There's mm-hmm. also a part of you that... I mean, as much as you seem like a good, loyal dude, there's got to be a part of you that's like, I'm 22, living in L.A., I'm a young, handsome guy, and I have a girl that I see once a month a state away. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a part of you that's like, hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not an easy thing to do. Yeah, um, you know what it's easy to do? It's easy to say, you know? Yeah. It, it, we all did it and probably would do it again mm-hmm. because yeah. it, no matter what yeah, we you say, got, you're going to do what your penis and your heart tell you. Hold on. Your penises lingered yeah. when you were uh, his age. Lingered. He's being a loyal uh, boyfriend. Yeah, spot. I look at it this way though. When I was when I was in long distance relationships with not only my wife but with Jen when she was in Florida and I was in New York, I always had the two week rule. The two week rule, which seems like you're not there right now. Mm-hmm. If you see someone every other weekend, what happens is you see them on a Friday and then you say farewell to them on a Sunday. So you're really going 10 days. So you're saying goodbye to someone on a Sunday, right. knowing that you'll see them not the next Friday, but the Friday after. So you're looking at about like, you know, like 10 or 12 days. And I feel like that is. Not everybody the, has those means, though. I know, but I'm saying, I feel yeah. like for it to work spot, I'm not saying everyone has those means, but I'm saying my. I always felt like that two week time is when you start to get and answered. By the way, when you were dating Jen and all, all those things, and when I was really in the heart of this, yeah. this lifestyle. Mm hmm. Didn't have Snapchat, Instagram, oh, yeah. thousands of guys hitting up your girl at every fucking moment. You got MySpace. You know, yeah. Like, just because you say, hey, I miss you mm-hmm. or I love you, a thousand guys said that to her today on her Instagram. It costs money to travel, like you said. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like you're now dealing with all of that. And I'm not saying you're not better than that because you are. And we, you know, we all want to think that. But if a girl's lonely and there's a dude fucking hitting her up constantly, today's world's just not cut out for even, it. Even, uh, not even, impossible, bro, but it, it's not. Like, it's, it's almost I'm impossible. Listen, De- Devin and I were talking about this before the show as well. And his like his night last night. Are you even heart to heart, Spot? We are. We were. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, what we, we do. Nice that's what I, I talked to This is good. This is good. Bang okay. So, we, you know, they were, he was uh, having, you know, some rough times last night. So he went out and he was like hanging out with like, 
would you say like strippers and porn stars? Yeah, uh, strippers and porn stars. Oh, um, he was like um, actresses and porn stars. The, the soul brother inside, because Devin's half black, so the soul brother inside came out like uh, in Weird Science spot. Oh yeah, <laughs> give me the key. Yeah. I'm so lit, man. Let me tell you, I'm so, so lit. Say, when I funky night, you woman. Wait, wait, where were you hanging out last night? So I just I went to One Oak. Uh, last night oh. with my roommate. Oh, and oh you oh, ended oh. up at One Oak. So he's yeah. going to like hot spots in LA. Yeah. Oh, this time, not, all right. I'm like, my first instinct is like, and he's handsome, doomed. Yeah, but uh, here's the problem. You're too handsome to be tied up. Here's what I'm gonna tell you, Devin. The, the sad reality is that the girl in Arizona could very well be a perfect woman for your life, the greatest woman. But you yeah. know when you met her, when you were 18 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot uh, different now. Life is life is so much about timing, and like you start to house. you start to look through your life, and you say different girls you dated or loved along the way <laughs> could have been with any one of them. You could have been with any one of them. Not to downplay everyone out there as husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, but so many so many people are happily married, but truthfully could have married their high school sweetheart or mm -hmm. some girl that's some woman that has three kids and happy married to some nice dude. In the back of her mind, it's like, you know what? I could have done that with Doug that I, that I loved in high school. Just I was in high school. It's like timing. Yeah. Timing sucks. And like I just want not you to know, but everyone to know that if this doesn't work out with this girl, don't downplay yeah. it as like it wasn't a great time of your life it's with a, her. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a timing thing. I mean, that's I've made multiple trips. I've moved out to Arizona three or four times now already to make the long-distance relationship a little easier. So this isn't the first time it's happened. Oh, it's so, so tough. Mm-hmm. Where's her family? Huh? Her family is where? Arizona as well. And that and that and that's one of the biggest things I have too is I'm uh, tending to deal with somebody who has not necessarily experienced adult life yet mm -hmm. and uh, moving out of their How parents' the house. Uh, 22. You're well. adulting. You're yeah, living yeah, your best yeah, life. You guys yeah. are. You guys He's are... living his best life adulting. Oh, that's funny. Right. Two phrases. Yeah, like. friendly reminder. You should tell her she should look into adulting. adulting Distance yeah. makes the heart wander. That's from Drew Mack. That's true. Yeah, that's a good it, one. It is because it makes you start to wonder and you wonder and wander. I and 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 you realize that there's probably easier options. But then if you believe in love and if you you know you do what your heart tells you which you're gonna do anyway I believe in life and we all did because it's almost laughable that we're even saying this stuff because we made the worst mistakes and and i mean were they i don't know or is that, is that just living you know but like i i also said to david earlier i'm like unless you see this lasting so more of a permanent situation you're just wasting each other's time don't waste each other's time. Life is too short. Yeah, but yeah. Spot, spot, but I want you to... All right, I'll give you a great example. Oh, please. You could tell you love giving. a high school kid until you're blue in the face, hey, do that study abroad program. Hey, when you go, when you go to college... Pick a cool destination like far away from home where, oh, you're on the East Coast? Go to Arizona. Go to Texas down in Austin. Go to Southern California. Go to UCLA or, or, or you know, USC. You're not going to listen, and you got to learn your own lessons. So for us to be talking to a 22-year-old guy, 15, year, 15 years plus removed from where you are, mm -hmm. good luck telling 22-year-old me and expecting me to really listen. So I don't expect you to listen. Mm -hmm. You'll just look back and be like, those guys were those right. Guys, yeah. But I expect you to continue to try to make this work no, yeah. for quite no one, a while. Yeah. Don't, make it, don't yeah. continue to make it work. Look at it this yeah. way. No one stopped us from doing these things. So there were wise people in your life when you were younger. They were like, hey, you know, you, that, that's not going to work. Don't do this. I could tell Devin all day. This girl not is really because you need to learn for Devin, yourself. Devin, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Devin, you, this girl is probably a sweetheart. She's probably good looking. You probably love everything about her. 
And you know what? You are going to try until you until you just can't try anymore, and you're right. eventually going to give up. I'm not yeah. trying to be a dick, but that will happen. Yeah. I really eventually. feel that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the truth is, this conversation will have no bearing on that, because what will happen is you're like, yeah, those guys might be right, but... I'm gonna give it a shot, and you're gonna you're gonna go to Arizona a bunch of more times. Mm. You're gonna fly her out here. She's gonna come out here. You're gonna meet in the and middle. You're gonna try. You're gonna try. And then you know the what's gonna happen one time. Right. You know what's gonna happen. You're gonna leave your internship here, and you're a sound engineering guy. You're involved in the music world. You're gonna meet you're gonna, some, you're gonna, you're gonna meet some girl that's good. You're gonna meet some girl. And Katy Perry's like, gonna be recording a new song. No, and so, no, be bouncing your no. Face. Some yeah. girl. <laughs> some girl. He's gonna meet at the bar like or through a friend. No spot. It's the truth. He's gonna meet some girl at the recording studio, and she's gonna be like. Hey, what's your what's your deal? And he's like, I'm dating a girl in Arizona. She's like, That's cool. I have a boyfriend long distance too. And you're gonna be like, Well, why don't we get a cup of coffee? And then you're not gonna hook up with her, but you're gonna be like, Well, I really like this new girl. This new girl's right here, and she lives in LA, and I'm, my fucking girl's in Arizona. And you're gonna have these mental struggles, yeah, and, and your penis is gonna be like, She's right here. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're half black, Devin. So your penis will be like, "Yo, Yo she's right, right here, here, baby. She's right here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this." So, I mean, you follow me, or I mean, you agree, right? And I, no. I also, I, I get the impression uh, too. Just uh, speaking briefly with Devin, that he's he's a nice kid. You're a nice kid. Very Sorry, nice guy. Kid. You're an adult, but that you feel bad. I do feel bad. I I, I do feel for bad. this girl, and 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 that's torn because as as much as I'm as much as I feel bad. At the same time, I don't feel bad. Um, as bad as that might sound, and you like, feel bad for not feeling bad. A part, yeah, part of me just really wants to just be like, you know what? I am just gonna go and be young and just go have fun and go wild and enjoy being 22. But at is, the same time, I feel like I've been in the routine for so long that I'm comfortable. You're is wasting, one of you're uh, wasting is, the best years is, of your is, life? Is one of you, <laughs> of the two of you, is one of you more yeah. so the "I miss you" type person? No. No, no, pretty equal on that. Yeah, pretty equal. I it mean, would, would, you know, she's a lot more like FaceTiming me every like three hours. And when you just said that, you rolled your eyes. Yeah. So yeah. I feel, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> just to read your body language yeah. when you said that, like, yeah, she FaceTimed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like every three hours. Yeah, I think uh, you're, you're gonna end this at your own pace. But spots, spots gonna try to do what everyone does, and it's give advice and expect people to take it. I know. He's 22. Spot. You're right. He should be like. He yeah. should say, what, "What's the girl's name? Haley. Haley. Haley." Listen, I'm sure she's a doll. I'm sure you're a doll. I love our time photo? together. I, you know, I love you. Everything was great, but just you know, maybe now is not the time for us, and maybe keep that door open. Who knows what happens I in the future? Talk to this guy named Nostra Davis, and uh, <laughs> and he told know. me how like, it plays there, out. There's a way to like lovingly. Do you want to know the best? If 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 you could redo things or really help him, right, Rich? Mm -hmm. If there was a perfect scenario, it would be like the timing's just not right. If there was a way to dip out without crushing each other's feelings. Mm -hmm. And then maybe revisit when the time was right. That would be fantastic. Yeah. But somehow, yeah. some way, life doesn't provide you with that opportunity. Mm -hmm. But if yeah. you were able to do that, yeah. Yeah, Rich that would be you... the greatest. If you could moonwalk yeah. out of this out of it. and just be like, but I love you and I'm always here. Mm -hmm. And maybe in the future we could fucking find that at a better time. That would be ideal because then you're leaving it open that there is a possibility. Yeah. Rich mm -hmm. can tell you how to uh, rekindle relationships with your ex. Is your, your experience with that? No, breaking up though, that, not so honestly, not so much. Rich, you could give him I, well, probably I have, I have the best advice. I, I have friendships Be with uh, with girls. Rich I've throws self-esteem like H bombs uh, when he leaves relationships, <laughs> but then somehow he's able oh, to like. Jesus. If you're able to leave that door open, because what what life gives you is is is. 
Good luck. It's an, <laughs> as, as I said, it's almost taken. an unfair opportunity because the no. timing's not right. right. So like Rich said before, she may be the, the perfect person at the wrong time. If you're able to figure out how to keep that door open without crushing her heart and crushing your own and really be mature enough, which mm. is impossible, at yeah. least for me, to allow her to be free and live and you do the same, and there's no hard hey, feelings. Hey, then that I have a question. could be the greatest scenario because when she is in LA or you're in Arizona, then you could revisit that. And you did it with class and style and out of love. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard. It's all easier said than done. But that would be your well, best scenario. Because otherwise, you know what's going to happen? There's another option. You're going to crush each other. Yeah. There's what's another the, option. What's the other option? The other option is with the younger mindset on dating, what would the, would it ever be? Absurd to think you guys still date and casually hang when you want, but we see, other, see people. other people and like. But that then way, there's all that deceit going yeah. on. She won't want that. They've been they've deceit? been together too yeah, long, it's a long for her yeah. to agree to that. You're right. It's like taking a step back. You can't be like, hey, we were together for all these years. Now let's like be yeah. casually dating him. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to be mature when your heart's on the line. But if there was a way to be mature like that, then bam, you you gotta you got something set up in the future, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. But that would be a little bit time. But yeah. that would be your best bet if you were able. If uh, you were able to find a way to finagle that scenario, like, look, option one is gonna be a, a I, I disaster. Just, option two leaves us open for the future. I, I said, uh, I said to you the other day, I was having a conversation with another friend about this a while back. The the whole concept of being in relationships, and a lot of times relationships end because something's terribly wrong. The idea of ending a relationship with nothing's really wrong is is an odd thing. Like, you like if you guys were together, it would work. You think? And yeah. If, and if that's the case, that's an odd thing. Then you're like, you're pretty much saying like, listen, I love you, but distance is the that's sorry. That, that's mainly what it is at the end of the day is the distance. Because when we're together, everything seems to be fine, but we've been distanced too many times, and I'm almost at the point where I don't want to do well, it. Well, here and I, here's what I'm noticing as I, as I'm growing. Uh, I'm noticing that. When I was younger, you do things because your heart tells you to do it, right? So you, or your penis or whatever, you know, instinct is there. Mm. Um, but as, as you grow, you're realizing like your head has to play a major part in it too. You know, like, yeah, my mm -hmm. heart might be in this, but, you know, logically and realistically, this isn't adding up. And then your mind starts to take more of a, a say. I don't know yeah. what to tell you, Pally. So give him, a, give him, you got to wrap it up with honest advice. There's no advice that'll work. The The, the advice is to just, Find it on your own. You can't. Yeah. It's like those things in life. You can't. Uh, you can't teach someone relationship advice. They need to okay, learn. I'll, the lessons I'll give you on their advice. Own. Do your best, and be respectful. That's it. Thank it's you. like if you're a parent, right? Which you are. Yeah. Your kids gonna. Your kids gonna drink as a teenager and get drunk. You just. You just pray and hope that they don't get hurt or yeah. hurt someone else, right? You could say all day. You could tell your kid all day. You know what you shouldn't do, kid. I'm telling you. Trust me. I'm your father. I'm your mother. <sighs> Don't drink and don't do drugs. You think I have these talks all the time, by the way, Melody. Melody, don't you ever get in a car without a seatbelt. You hear me? That's one rule we never break. Safety first, yeah. always. I mean, that's okay, a, I mean, Dad. That's, that's a little simpler because no, well, she's nine. I know, but I'm, I'm saying not that, telling her about that, the you know the, the, don't swing from the hang. But I'm down. saying that's a, that's a little uh, that's a little simpler. Wearing a seatbelt's not hard, but you could tell a kid all day if you're at a party and kids are drinking and you're 16, don't drink. You could tell your kid that all day, but you know what they need to learn that lesson you know what your kid needs to do your kid needs to get drunk at a party throw up and you yell at them 
that's just life. And you hope that they don't hurt themselves. That's the only, you just got to hope, right? So trying to tell someone that's 22, oh, you're in a long distance relationship. That's probably not going to work. They're not going to care or hear what you have to say, unfortunately. Yeah, because there's always a chance that it might too, yeah. you know, and you, you live on that and like, yo, you don't know my relationship. You know how much we love each other, but, uh, you know, we know how much we cared and tried too. So, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, good luck. Like Rich said, and, and, and if you do your best then there's no regrets. Or yep. regrets. There you go. Thank you. Right, that's right. Advice. Yes. No, so that's, no that's Devin, by the way. Devin. There you Devin. go. Boom. But Devin. before you say goodbye, remember to unfurl. Give her something to remember. Got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, I would say have sex with her one last time. I would say have sex with her one last time. <laughs> got it. He said, got it. Got one, it. One last time because I feel like you want to remember it. Like, I'm Take dead. a lot of mental yeah, snapshots. Even some real snapshots. Wait, say it again. Yeah. Might not be that good. Might not be that good. Nah, you're over it already. Polaroids. Yeah. Yeah. Do something to remember it, though. Uh, that's Devin. No, no, but oh, I'm sorry. One last piece of advice. If you do have sex with her one last time, yeah, do something it. memorable. No. Use a condom. Use the Ernesto. The be, Javier special. Be really good. Give her the Horancho because, rub. Because if you're really good, then forever it'll sit in her mind like, yeah, we're not together. We love each other. It just didn't work out. But so good. man, he lays it down. Like, you don't, like, be memorable. You know what? Devin, later on, I'm going to teach you the Horancho rub, and you'll be set for life. So I'll tell yeah, you about it. Don't listen to them. Yeah. All right. So that's Devin. Our our new intern, Handsome Devin. Camino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Tommy Hinton hit us up, who's a big contributor to the show. Big Tommy from Texas. Yeah, good guy. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find the exact uh, post spot. See if you can find the two. It was on the Carl page, and for some reason, even though I searched it, it's not fully coming up. He was just asking about the adjustments one makes when they live with a woman for the first time. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Did you see that one? I, can't, I For some reason, I can't fucking find it. And I never know if people delete shit. It's a horrible face. I make group. little notes. I spot it. You know what I realized the other day? I read too much feedback. And I'm not. Well, I know the gist of it. I don't really need to read it word for word. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Oh, searching. I, yeah. I, uh, I realized the other day, get this. Yeah. I right. did the math. You know, they do the little math thing on your phone, like how often you're on your phone. I'd like to say that three hours of it is on the show because we're constantly checking feedback. So it's your screen time, yeah. I think mine's like, seven hour, like seven hours a day or something. Yeah, I'm good for about eight or nine hours like a day. Seven or eight hours, I was saying, I average on the phone. And then it shows you how many times you pick it up, too. How many pickups do you have? 487. I don't, I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm going to look at my screen time now. Dude, yeah. I, don't even know where, I don't know how to access Oops. it, but it pops up. On, when it pops up, I'm like, Oh, you drove seven you were hours? Motherfucking, you seven says, hours? You were a teenage girl. Well, anyway, seven hours? The, the gist, again, on our oh, Facebook here page. Here. Okay. Was, was how, do, how do you deal with living with another person well, when it comes to marriage and, and just get, moving on in relationships? The older you get, the trickier this becomes. Before I even read it, I'll tell you right now. That is a cold, hard fact. That's a fact of mundo. That is a truth. That is reality. That is life. The older you get and you're doing your own thing, the harder it is to adjust to someone else's likings. If you're a high school kid and you're living at home with your mom and dad and siblings, you're used to compromising with with what? Parents and siblings. Then you go to college. What happens? You have a college roommate that you don't even know. You you, you know what you do? You adjust and you, you compromise. By the way, you're assuming people or everybody has siblings. So if you don't have siblings, even harder of an adjustment as you like, grow but, up. But then I'd again, like to you formally apologize to my college roommate and friend. I was a slob, and he was like the, he was like you. He was like the neatest person I ever met. Really? You were a messy kid? I was a messy, fat slob. Uh-huh. So I'd like to formally apologize to my college roommate, man. Which one? The big black dude? No, no, no. Not you, you, gonna. Gonna. you gonna? You gonna? Uh, you gonna me. listen to everything I say? You gonna massage my feet? He needs to apologize to me. But no, my... my Didn't Matt. he kick you out all the time when he would bang girls? Yeah, he would. You're gonna leave. 
You're gonna sit outside the door. You bring his, He would bring his girl in, bang her, and then they would leave, and then I would just like go in the room, and it would smell like heated cocoa butter. And his name was Ugana, right? Cocoa butter. Ugana. Ugana. You gonna listen to everything I say, you curly hair mafro motherfucker? Make me ass something to eat, motherfucker. And he loved playing loud rap music on my radio, and I would come in, and he would like scramble to turn it off because he felt bad. It's okay. I'm using your radio, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're gonna let me use whatever the fuck I want. Okay. You're gonna make me a sandwich. Yo, Christian, you go in the food court? I wasn't planning on it. Well, why don't you go get me some Taco Bell? You gonna give me some cookie crisp, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, but you were learning how to live with people yeah, or how exactly. to coexist. Well, that, yeah, that's my whole point. Sorry. College, Sorry. you coexist. Then you live with probably a handful of your dumb buddies. Military guys are used to, if, if you went the military route, they're used to dealing with a, a bunch of other grown men. College, you lived in a frat house for a while. I lived in a house with six other dudes. We, we rented an apartment. We, oh, right, well, you, you lived, you had roommates, right? Multiple yeah, but I roommates. I lived in a frat house just oh. for the sake of convo. Okay. I lived with I lived in a three story house with six other roommates at one point in college. You learn food sharing, who's got the TV, who's doing this. You make adjustments, and then if you get married early or have girlfriends along the way that you've lived with, along the way, along the way, you do realize compromise comes a little easier to you. I'm not saying this is bad for Tommy Hinton, but if he's a single guy and hasn't really lived with any women or had a roommate in a long time. The older you get, early 30s, mid 30s, late 30s, 40, uh, you start to get so stuck in your own ways. We see this with some of our friends that are, uh, when I see you move in with someone, or I see our friend Shannon move in with her boyfriend Mike, who's in his 40s. That's, like, that's interesting. Because what happens is, if you've lived your own way for so long, you're now saying, all right, I'm inviting someone else into the fucking domain I created. Yeah, you got a, a spot for everything, you have a routine. Hi, I'm spot. No, you know, when I say that, I mean, like, you know where you keep your, your fucking ketchup, right? Someone else will come in and just switch shit around. And you're like, whoa, this is not what not I'm used to. Seriously, this is Tommy's... Uh, this is where I keep my shoes, not where you put your pocketbook. Here's from uh, treacherous Tommy Hinton, uh, our buddy. He said, serious question for the married people that listen to Kavino and Rich. What would you say is the hardest part of adjusting... Your combined lives. I've been single for a long time, and I've only had to worry about myself. I understand that marriages work, but how is going from living by yourself to sharing it with the one you love? I can't help but imagine that the little things I do, like hitting the snooze button three times before I actually get up, or drinking OJ straight from the bottle, or stuff like that, might get on my future lady's nerves. Was the adjustment to living with your spouse or a girlfriend difficult for you guys or was it fun and easy? Communication is key. I understand that. But I'm wondering if the struggle was real for most of you. Well, I mean, it depends how easy you want things to be. If, if you want to not have a say, then things will be much easier. If that makes sense. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, like you, I just got a dining room table after five, yeah, six I mean, months. You know why? Because I, I had... I wanted to have a say and an opinion. Well, it, but but there's a difference between a say and an opinion, and you are you and I are a bit different. I feel like you're very difficult, and I think any woman that's been with you would would agree with that. Like you, you wanted you feel like you should have and Rich Davis walk in the park. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, walk in the park. You think so? That's how in denial you are. 
people to, listening to can, with? could realize that no, you're to, annoying. No, to live with. To live with. You're this the grandest guy. He, I'm very clean, easy breezy. I don't like you. But you, you, if you, you, if Sarah says I want that, you're just like fine. I don't care. You have no opinion. Yeah, I let. I, no opinion. I, I don't. I have an opinion, but I, you're the type of guy that there were things that Jordan wanted for your apartment, and you straight up were like ah, no. <laughs> well, no, we had. A, I wanted at least agree on it. So that makes things difficult. But you're also I the wasn't type saying of guy that it needed argue, to be you, my you way. You even argued with your ex-wife about like you wanted equal or more closet space than a grown woman. It was my house that I owned. And no, that it was, was your, no, it that was your, was, you were married. It was then became her house yeah, as well. Yeah, that was the adjustment. That was the adjustment so part tell, of Tom, it. So tell Tommy that. Yeah, it's very Tommy, difficult. what's the adjustment? Compromise. In what way, Which is very difficult. And, and that was, and I wasn't married uh, at the time, but I had a house that was my own for many years. And, you know, you're dating someone new, all of a sudden they want to like... Start throwing shit in your closet. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. I, see, I never, well, yeah, what? I, I never was like, whoa, hold never, up. That's never, my my closet. I have another closet you could use. It never. That it, was the compromise for me at the time. But again, looking back, you know, yeah. I was. Well, I'm sorry. What? I was. No, come on. I was. Okay, come on, Fonz. I. You can do it. Uh, but it, I, I think I misunderstood how things work. No, no, no. You were you're on the right track. You were what? I think I was confused you were, you were on how to compromise. You were wrong. No. I just was misinformed. I thought it was my way of the highway. I learned from Fred Durst. 1969 That explains your life. That's the number. 866-969-1969. Answer Tommy's question. He needs your help. We'll, we'll, we'll throw more feedback in as well. But he's saying, serious question for married people or people dating. Hardest part of adjusting your combined lives. He's been single for a long time. Has never lived with a woman, it seems. Will she get mad at hitting the snooze button three times? Yes. Probably. Yep. Yeah. Will she get it, mad if you drink OJ out of the carton? Yep. It depends, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's... It, it's, Absolutely. it's incredibly frustrating. What, what frustrates you, Spot? Break it down. I'm going well, to put my feet up. What bothers you? Okay. Well, I mean, it took a very long time for us to not necessarily. We're still not like fully 100% in sync, and I don't think you ever are because you everyone has their little quirks and Until quirks you say bye, bye, bye. Yeah. Right. I it's going to be May. <laughs> um, I hate when things disappear from I'll, where I leave them. I'll take any excuse to play in sync. Thank you. Hey, hey. Bye, 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 bye. Much like, much like you know how your dad gets uh, pissed off, Kavino, when your mom, uh, or no, is it your mom gets pissed off when your dad throws away receipts? Yeah, yeah, that's like how it is in my place. Like I'll leave something somewhere, and I won't touch it for a couple days, but I'll know where it is. And then I go to find it, and my wife's put it somewhere, in a drawer somewhere, in another room. But all her stuff that was there at the same time is still there. Yeah, but you ever think that... Right. Here's a, I know what Spot's describing, too. There could be a massive amounts of clutter that she created, but the one little thing that one you thing. left there... One the thing. The one thing... Oh, I left this was, envelope was here the problem. that has a bill that I need to pay. Uh, yeah, like my uh, one thing is, is was the eyesore, but all your shit was not. I think Walburn, Massachusetts, uh, Walburn says it best. I mean, it's, it's not as simple as this, but he goes, listen... If you really decide and make a conscious effort to not sweat the small stuff, yeah, it's hard. Life gets way easier. And, That's what I'm saying. It and, depends how. If you want things to be easy, that requires just sort hindsight. Of, you know, as Fred there said, uh, you got to keep rolling, baby. Y'all know what time it is. Well, you just got to really roll did, with it. You really did learn a lot from Fred Durst. Yeah, man. Do it all for the nookie. Mm. Stop complaining. <laughs> you know. Biggest adjustments. What about you, Rich? 
Because then you're going to get angry and start, uh, start well, to I break think, stuff. I think what you're saying as far as finding things in different spots, Free you stuff. put them spot? Yes. I'll give you some. I mean, you could be like, why is this a big deal? But I, you know, little scissors. Not your favorite. Not not uh, a, not every Me- not every Mexican guy's little favorite. Caesars? Not every Mexican guy's favorite uh, pizza, pizza place? place spot. Little Caesars. Little, little Caesars. Caesars. Little Caesars. Not cooking scissors. Not office scissors. You know, like little grooming scissors that you would cut. Like you know, like trim a oh, sideburn. The, one you trim your or, ass has, the ass ones. Yeah, you trim your ass hairs with it, or you could trim like a, your sideburns, or I don't know, whatever the fuck you know, you trim the, one the hair. You put your foot up on the tub, and you spread your cheeks. The <laughs> one you fucking snip your ass hairs with it. Whatever you use it for, the little grooming scissor. I have a designated spot for that. And after a few times, I had to be very like, listen, Sarah, they belong here. Use them whatever you need. But if you need, like, nothing is more frustrating. I'm with you, Spot, than yeah. when you're like, hey, listen, I have a pair of tweezers. So in case I have a random fucking hair or I need a tweezer for something, there's a designated spot. So if you use it, don't be like, oh, they're in the kitchen in the bowl, I think. No, they shouldn't be in the kitchen in the bowl, you think. They should be spot. in the designated fucking spot where the tweezers go. Especially if that's been the spot for your whole life. Just like, yeah. I, I also hate when, and I it's so funny because I said something to Kristen this morning. Uh, well, first of all, I hate when she leaves uh, con- containers from food for work. Remember the, the infamous story of me uh, freaking out and wiping her shirt? Not blouse, shirt on the inside of a dirty container. Yeah, that was. Because she refused to rinse it out. That was your most, some would say, baller moment, and some no, would say was, abusive moment. Yeah, that was my most emotionally <laughs> and physically abusive moment in my uh, relationship. When Spot took his no. wife's, his, he took his wife's shirt that was on her body. On her body, chased her, chased her. Hey, took the and, dirty container and wiped the and, shirt and, and wiped her fucking shirt yeah. inside a Tupperware. Because Spot yelled that. Hey, she, sometimes the frustrations build yeah. up and they just come out mm. in weird ways. I'm a much, I'm a different man now, different man. Yeah. Um. No, but like this, you know, in my morning routine. So we have the double sink. A lot of people, you know, have the double sink, mm-hmm. uh, which means one sink is for your woman, and then the other sink is for your woman, but you get to use it. But I keep my, you know, I keep my stuff where it is. I have my morning routine. I have my hair product. My deodorant my cremo beard products and they're all in the specific position i like them and then she comes in piles everything off to the side so then my morning routine is now off because now i'm like oh what i gotta use but then again pull this over gotta pull this over back to i mean we have a lot of people calling in so let's go to the phone calls but i want to go back to that i want to go back to wolford massachusetts whoever that guy is his his text is long gone because people are hitting us up since but if i scroll back to what do you say if you stop sweating the little things and just say, who really cares? I'm not saying give up. I'm not. I'm not saying be the yes man. Like yes, dear, yes, honey. But if if it, pick if, your battles if it really thing. doesn't affect you in the big picture, to argue about something insignificant, like no, it's Harrods recently that is, in my opinion, foolish. Huh. <laughs> what? Come on. I'm salivating. Say it. She you know those little scissors. <laughs> no. You know my ass scissors. No. <laughs> She rearranged the kitchen and the cabinets and the drawers oh, in a no in a way that, that like if you brought in a professional when I say professional meaning someone that would be like, Well, here's the proper flow of a kitchen. Yeah. She like, went, if I, like if I came in the, there. Dude, she went opposite of the right flow. <laughs> oh, no. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's like, well this, I put the, Emmy this. so I put Emmy's uh Emmy stuff in the bottom drawer that's hard to reach. I'm like, Do you mean the stuff we probably try to access the most? Yeah. 
Sarah, it's, like kitchen, Sarah, it's like a kitchen triangle. You should have everything accessible and you say, I, a triangle. I know. They mentioned that, that, that on the Connors this week. Oh, did that they? Was the like the, that was a stupid joke, yeah. yeah. Um, she tried to put the blender on the kitchen table because she said it, it was dumb. Okay. But I didn't watch like it, so. Sarah will put things that I feel like we hardly use. Like the, the easiest accessible cabinet has like a cupcake holder in it. I'm like, that should be in the unaccessible cabinet. Yeah. But then I'm thinking... Do I fight about this, or do I just say, yeah, 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 whatever? I'm sorry, baby. But these these are like the little like yeah. My my wife like every, I'd say like every two weeks. Hey, where's the where's the rearranges fry? the entire pantry? Where's the where's so things that I'm used to take getting? I'm like, oh, let me yeah. go get the fucking parsley. It's on a different shelf. I'm like, why is it not? Yeah. Well, listen, you gotta just say. But these are who cares? By the way, you're not really answering Tommy's question. No, you're just venting about what you don't like. Here's the thing. The I would say a hard thing is style, matching styles. Like when you move in, because like you have your own stuff, they have their own. You stuff. have yeah. to create your own. Stuff. You have yeah, to. You, you have to either Kavino like eliminate may, uh, everything or see what works together. Kavino may, Kavino may have some like W Hotel sleek looking vibe he likes, and Jordan might like some country bumpkin uh, haystack type vibe. And then you then you're stuck in a situation where you move in with someone. Sleep styles are big. Like I'm a night owl. My wife's a morning person. She's in bed by like I, I and my office happens to be where she sleeps. So it's like I have to stop working at like you know eight o'clock because she wants to crawl in bed at eight thirty. And then there's just and then there's things you pick up on. Well, what sort of irks them? Oh, that irks you. Well, let me tell you the few little things that irk me. And yeah. if you could just play by each other's rules a little bit, it's a it's a good compromise. Yeah. But it's easier. It's not said hard. than done. And no, and it's harder. The longer you've yeah, that's been here on your own. If, if you lived with girlfriends along the way, then or yeah, if you, you're trainable. If along the way you had. Along the way. If you had roommate, if you had buddy roommates and then lived with girlfriends along the way, it really does make life a hell of a lot easier. But if you were the guy that from high school. Because you have a perspective yeah, of what's what's if, overboard and what's sort of normal. If you were the high what's school. What's asking too much. If you were the high school or college kid that from the time you were that age till now and you're in your 30s or so have only lived alone, you're going to be in for a uh, ravishing Rick Rude, Rude Awakening. Yeah. Like I've realized, you know, for Jordan, it's important to recycle certain things, right? Sure. No problem. Did I care about that really before? Yeah, recycling, yes, but to the her degree, no. Uh, she's like, listen, don't don't let the water filter on the Brita filter get too low because then it dries out the filter. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah. If that if that bothers you, I got it. Yeah. So you know what I mean? No problem because mm -hmm. we got our little things. Like you hate peanut butter knives, mm. right? If someone leaves the knife there and it's got peanut butter on it, it drives you berserk. You have to compromise on those little things. But those little things that you do now, like drinking out of the orange juice bottle, yeah, we all do it. But then you realize when you live with someone else, you can only do it when you're finishing off the bottle. And those are hard adjustments yeah. for people stuck in their ways. That's why, not to call out our friends, but one of our, our girlfriends moved in with a guy who's sort of been on his own. He's, and he's 40 he's in, years he's, old. He's in his 40s and he was living on his own and now they moved in. And Now that you think about it, that's going to be a really tough adjustment. And it seems like they're doing great. But I, I, I mean, but then again, who talks about stuff like that? Yeah. I, I just, my, my first thought was, ooh, this should be interesting. Right. Uh, Trevor in Illinois. We'll start with you. What's up, Trevor? Yeah. What's going on, guys? Hey. Colin, you got to be open-minded for the what's yours is mine kind of. And that, I struggled with that for 
for quite a while. Oh, Cavino's big on that. Cavino loves to be like, that's mine! Like, that's a big thing for a lot of guys. Got to give up the whole mind shit. Cavino learned that the hard way. Then you realize nothing was yours. I'd go get dinner after a long day work or whatever. Get off at 9. I get my Chinese food. I eat half. I look forward to eating the rest for lunch the next day. And I go to get it out of the refrigerator. And just she, she took it for lunch. And that's just something I had to become accustomed to, I guess, at that point. Yeah, finishing stuff and eating stuff that that uh, yeah necessarily wasn't yours. That that's a, a struggle too. Like, but it was there. And then realizing also that. So I spot, ate it. Spot said it before: the OCD versus the the messy versus that. Like you, you may have to just give in a little bit and realize and realize that also women have a lot. Clean versus messy is probably going to be the biggest adjustment. When, I think. Women have a lot more to get ready with. You're a grown man. You could get in the shower, get out of the shower. Put on your box of briefs, jeans, a t-shirt, and what, take two minutes to comb your hair and brush your teeth and you're ready to go? Women have hair straighteners, hair irons, hair dryers. They got to dry their hair and do that. That takes like an hour. Uh, makeup routines. My wife and, doesn't and, have any of that. I know, Scott. I yeah, know. but if you ask, the greatest. If you ask questions, though, then, different then than every human being. again, you can figure out the compromise. Like, I'll give you a really dumb a dumb one, but I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, when I'm done taking a shower, right, because I have a shower curtain in, in one particular bathroom. Yeah. I close the curtain. Because I like, otherwise, oh, it gets you don't moldy. want the funk. No, yeah. no, I close the curtain. Yeah, you don't want the. Funk. Yeah, you don't want the funk. What do you mean? You when you keep a shower curtain smushed up, yeah. that's how. No, no, no. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. You supposed you're supposed but, to. No, no, no. Listen. So when I'm done, I but that's not even why I do it. I close it because I want it to look closed and neat and well, the way it was. Then you're reaping the benefits right. of a, a cleaner curtain. Right. So I'm, I close the curtain, but Jordan always leaves it open when she's done. So and I close it. And then she opens it again. She goes, "Don't. Why are you doing that?" I said, "Because I want it to look close. I don't want to see inside the shower." Or why don't you just tell her that fungi is forming? Goes, no, because you have to let the 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 the, the dank out of she's the dumb. shower. She's incorrect. <laughs> he said she's like, dumb. No, but that's nice. I didn't say she's dumb. I said she's I incorrect. Think you said she's dumb. I think you said. Did she's I dumb. say she's dumb? I think so. I said she's incorrect. <laughs> I think you said she's. Dumb. You said she's a dunce. You're gonna make her a dunce. Dunce, hat. dunce. Why don't you get a dunce hat? I heard the. Uh, but anyway, her, that was her reasoning. So when I heard her reasoning, I'm like, all right, so you know, let the steam, let it unsteam. That's your okay, fine. It's whatever. Not hey, it's not a sealed the, compartment. The, like, the, uh, yeah, but the point is, spot. Like whatever, the, whatever makes you happy. No, why don't you tell her that's some great, why don't you just tell her that's some great fool's reasoning? But you're also, again, <laughs> you're not. Then you're not buying into the compromise. So that's worth my argument. So I'm like, yeah, sure. You want it open? I'll keep it open. See what I mean? But that's how you make things work. I thought you were the fucking grandmaster. You think I should be like, no, shut it. That's that that goes against everything you were saying. Well, that's just a health thing. You want you want you want mold on your shower curtain? Keep it closed. I, I really don't even understand either way how it would how create mold if I didn't shut it. If you extend the curtain, yeah, the water curtain. will drip off it and it'll get air exposure. If the shower curtain is smushed open, you know, like while it's all smushed closed, smushed yeah. closed, like it's like That's almost like a, if, the, if the accordion essentially is closed, yeah. Fungus, meaning the shower curtain open. Yeah. Fungus. That's how fungus and mold and everything forms. Fungus. And you think I'm the particular one? Mold. See, that seems like that's something that would drive that's you nuts. That's fungus. like the same. You, well, that's like your mom. Your mom never told you don't put a wet towel on the uh, don't put a wet towel on the, on the bed. Of course, I don't put the wet towel on the bed. Oh, that's that's something that's, I, that's, that's something that had to be learned. Sarah, yeah. wet towels on the bed. Yeah. Okay. Get um, the program. 
So, you know, the point is, like, these things aren't worth fighting about. No. I think that I, that's what I've learned. Like, sure, whatever. We, we, we could all vent and be, you know, a bunch of dumb guys and vent about our wives and girlfriends and all that. But there's things we do that I know are annoying. I, I, but that was the question. What, what, what is, is Tommy going to do? Yeah, but, what does he have to be aware of that, that might drive other women that, nuts? You're going to love a woman to death. You're going to love everything about her. But there's going to be little things that if you are the type that wants to harp on them, it's going to ruin everything. If you... Think to, if, if you always think of the bigger picture, and the bigger picture being, I love her, she loves me, this is a good thing, I could deal with these little inconveniences. Cavino and Rich, best of the week, only on Faction Talk 103. Let's welcome back. He's like, back? I don't remember you bozos. <laughs> John C. Riley! Good What's morning. Up, What's up, yeah. bud? Am I way too fired up for you this I, early in the morning? No, I'm good. How are you? Way, I'm great, man. You know, you really look super dapper. That's the Thank look. You. Do you put that look together yourself, or does someone say, "Hey, wear this"? Uh, no, I, I, uh, I. This is my clothes. This no, is what really? I wear every day. No, yeah, no way, dude. We were thinking. Way seriously, you when you go out and about, you you put on the whole three piece suit, the whole hat look, and everything. Yeah, I, you know, I just at a certain point, I realized like people are going to be looking at me anyway. Yeah. So I might as yeah. well dress how I want to look. <laughs> That's you know, great. Be an eccentric person, like dress like an eccentric person, like. And I thought I think it also makes the world a more beautiful place. I think right? it is. You look also, fan, although your hoodies, your hoodies look amazing. <laughs> no, I, I should know, say, John, very dapper I'll, hoodies. I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's, it's odd you would say it today because we were on the elevator and there was some you know, there was some guy a little younger than us and he was all. And then a nice sweater and nice slick. shoes. He was looking slick, and I said, I "Wonder if I if I try if I had the if I would have the energy to like well, really dress it's nice a every day." Conscious effort. That's why I asked him. You know, we're not putting in that conscious effort. We're doing the exact opposite. I just remember my dad when I was growing up. My dad always wore a suit. My dad was like, "I don't want to dress like you. I don't want to dress like a boy. I'm right. a man." You know what, man? But uh, now it's more, it's much more hip to like, I don't know, try to try to appear as young as possible, as long as possible. My, my grandfather, Which I understand. I don't yeah. think my grandfather ever wore jeans. He always wore pants and always looked put together. Does a different sense of respect come with that? Because maybe there's a reason we're we're talking to you about this today. I don't know why you're here talking to us. Maybe this, but we can learn from you, John. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a. I don't know. I always, I mean, personally, I always feel kind of like if I overdress, then then I'm covered. You know. I never like to feel like I'm not dressed well enough for something, so I kind of go over the top every time. Well, I got to tell you, uh, if you can imagine this, it looks like he's going. It looks like um, you ever watch like old-time footage. Everyone's got their best on, their Sunday's best, their trench coats, their hats, and you're like, that looks like a different time where people actually cared. And then you look at a guy today, and you look like a schlub, basically you and I, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> I like, feel the, like, the, we, like the old footage where you would see like a whole uh, the New York City like right. 50 years ago where everyone's walking down the street with suits and hats on. And you on. say to yourself, yeah, there's something cool about that. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should go back to that. I'm serious, because it's it, it's working. It looks good, man, for Thank real. You. John Thank C. you. John C. Riley back on the show. and uh, Shit, I Look at that. Gave us something to talk about for five I, minutes. I there you go. It's a conversation it's, starter. It's I know. We've been struggling with honestly because you know we're not the youngest guys anymore, John, and and then we wonder why we're treated like we're schoolboys. And it's possibly <laughs> it, 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 hoodies. Yeah, it could be something to, something to be said about the way we present. Well, I don't even know where to start with John C. Riley because we were before you got here. We're like, well, what would people I know. know him from? Because the list goes on no, and on and on. I want to know if he's a roller skating guy. Oh, because that's what we were talking about before he got yeah. here. Yeah. Why were you talking about roller skating? I went roller skating this weekend with my daughter. I roller skate. At least once a week. Shut up. If not twice a <laughs> week. No, I'm not kidding. 
Did you, I, I, come I, on, I, you guys did research on me. You no, found that out, I, dude. I can't. I don't even know if no, he's serious. I can, I can never. No, I can never I, read. Listen, I own my own roller skates. Is That's that how serious I am. Yeah, Wait, for so sure. Where do you go? And can you imagine other people be like, "Is that John C. Riley?" Well, well, there's a lot of great. <laughs> there's a lot of great roller rinks in LA. Actually, yeah. There's. Uh, I went to Skateland in Northridge. Skateland yesterday. is a great one. That's I, a real big he, one. I tell him there's such a scene. You could tell guys who have the old school moves. Where that used to be their scene. He's yeah. not believing me. World of Wheels reopened down on Pico. There's a great, there's a huge one in uh, Ventura that, uh, no, it's it's empty most of the time, but it's enormous. Really fun. Are you good? I'm all right. Do you have the move, like those groove moves? Like you see I do a lot of, you know, like chair dancing? <laughs> yeah. I do kind of a lot of chair dancing <laughs> while can, I'm skating. But you can yeah. move your hips like that while you're doing it? Yeah, like, sure. sure. You I can keep the beat. I can keep no, the beat. Shit. He's showing off on the skates. I don't Man. skate backwards, You don't though. do like that's, one leg. That's like, an unnecessary risk. Yeah. He does that thing where he dips down like. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm afraid my, my knees are not good enough for that oh, anymore. Wow. Okay. I, of, all, of all days for him to come in, skating and uh, dressing dapper and everything, it's all connected. John, I was saying before you got here, I took my daughter and, you know, she loves it. And I feel like it's a scene that's sort of coming back a little bit from what I'm, I'm witnessing. Or did it ever really go away? I don't know. I think it did. Well, Inline kind of took over. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to spend our time talking, talking about, about roller, roller skating. skating. Well, it's fine. I'm, a, I'm a definitely a disciple of roller skating. Happy to spread the news. I also have I a feel. movie out right now called The Sisters Brothers. be great if we could well, touch on that at some well, point. We will get to that. I, it just, you know what it was? We, we, he talked about his daughter going I, uh, roller skating this weekend, and I said, as a, as a young teen, that was where I think I met girls for the first time. And I don't know, if did you ever live that life when you were younger, you and your buddies going to a roller skating rink? Oh, yeah. that was That's where I learned to roller skate. When I was a tween or a teen or whatever yeah. those I mean that was one of the only things we had to do on the weekend was go to the roller skating rink so uh, yeah it was that terrifying moment when it was like ladies choice <laughs> yeah. they had these couple, light up things skate. and each skate was a different yeah. theme it was like all skate couples oh. you know, ladies choice Woo. and they turned down the lights and you had to go to the center of the ring and kind of mill around while oh. the girls kind of ch decided who they wanted to skate with it was, uh, it was a difficult time. Terrifying. I was never picked, yeah. by the way. I was never picked for I, the that's ladies' That's why bowling was my choice, I think, back in bowling. those days. Yeah. Well, John, I got to tell you, when I when I think about your career, man, I, I'm, I'm blown away, especially when they hand us, because we interview a lot of people. When they hand us your filmography, it's its own And like, it's a five-page printout. It's a booklet. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's the most impressive thing I've ever seen. And here's and what I'm, I think about, though, Rich. You know, like, I, your career is so amazing because... You're a guy, and there's not many people, like, I'll give you an analogy. There's not yeah. many people that could pull off the actor slash rock star thing. There's there's people that do it, but yeah. few and far between. You're a guy that pulls off the comedic stuff but and the serious stuff the the way that most people can't. Like, I'm, I was thinking about it, like, like, like Tom Hanks, you know, yeah, who not, doesn't do enough comedic who, stuff. Yeah, not, who else? Not many. Uh, that could that could uh, and, and right, that's a good example actually. And, and Tom Hanks, he does toggle back and forth between stuff. He's, he's capable of it too. Yeah, right? He's like, great. I wish you would do the more bachelor party slapstick goofy stuff and have fun <laughs> with that because he'd be great at it. John, you're one of the guys. I was thinking about it. Who I mean, people do it and try, but you do it. The animation, Wreck It Ralph, uh, yeah, the stepbrother the... stuff. You know, like it, and then the serious stuff. It's amazing. Just lucky, I guess. <laughs> or or really super gifted. And like really got some ah, well, serious chops that less maybe not, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. 
Um, I'm a modest guy from Chicago, but really, no, it is a lot of it is luck, and a lot of it is also the audience being willing to let you do stuff. That's true. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, it's not their fault that they're stereotyped into a certain kind of work. It's the audience likes to, them to do that, so they uh, they they want it. But me, for whatever reason, variety is the thing they want from me. So I'm happy to do it. Hey, John, are you able to get get emotional or wrapped up in a movie or something you're in? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, it's I, kind of embarrassing to admit, but I, for sure, yeah. The, the, uh, the, well, first of all, there's all the other performances that you haven't seen. Gotcha. And then there's also the, you, you know, the film is like a director's medium, so the way a director constructs a film, that's the first time I'm seeing it, too. So you do become an audience member. And then there's this other thing that happens when you're watching your own work. If it's emotional stuff, you're not necessarily... Um, getting emotional watching the performance, you get emotional because you remember being emotional. Right. Remember, oh. oh yeah, that day I was crying, and like, and you kind of like relate to your experience back from then. But um, do you relate back? I don't to watch what... my own work a lot. I should point that out. I probably watch it once at the I, premiere I, and then I think it'd be cool if never you did. again. Yeah, I think you know, isn't that a way to get better in your craft? Or no? yeah, definitely, definitely. You got to see like what what's coming across on screen as opposed to what you and you thought was coming across. When yeah. you watch back, are you watching at? at you said the emotions you felt that day. Do you mean personally, like shit you're going yeah. through personally? No, no. Well, or, or the character. No, yeah. Like the, you know, whatever you have to do to get to that emotional place as an actor, like it feels very real to you as a person. So then, when you see it again, it kind of reminds you, like, yeah. I when was did upset you that day, John? When did you realize you had that skill? Uh, you know, in between roller skating and and doing <laughs> slow dances. No, seriously. When did you realize that? Wait, I have an ability to channel these emotions and make them believable. And how did you put that all together? I just kept, I started doing it when I was about eight or nine years old, actually, going to the local park near my house, doing musicals and theater and drama classes and stuff like that. So I don't, it's not that I ever realized, like, wow, I have a special talent. This is, will be what I do for the rest of my life. It was more like, this is fun. I'm going to keep doing this. Like, <laughs> these people are weird like me. Like, I'm going to keep, uh, you know, hanging out with theater people and then. It wasn't really until I finished college that I realized, wait, this could be my job. I kept thinking I'll have to get a job in order to keep acting, but then acting became my job. I was really lucky. Do you remember the first gig you landed where you said, well, the, the, the money involved with this is enough where I actually, this, this could be, this is my job. Where, yeah, well, a- I, I started out doing professional theater in Chicago when I finished college. And then, yeah, my first, I remember my first... Uh, my first movie, well, I didn't make a huge amount of money, but I made like equivalent of people's salaries for the year in my family that right. way, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then I realized, wait a minute, this is crazy money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, what was your last real job? Uh, meaning not acting. I work very hard at every job I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, like, I don't know, like, you mean like not acting? Yeah, uh, not acting, like, yeah. Let's see. Uh, probably I was a catering waiter in Chicago. That was like it. hundreds and hundreds of weddings. Uh, yeah, I used to do a lot of a lot of weddings. I saw a lot of people get married and a lot of relatives get embarrassingly you, drunk no, and that's some the best bad of, dancing. Some guy's telling you he wants an extra piece of roast beef or that you didn't cut his slice good enough. No, it's more like, and who's the, the back- fish? <laughs> who's the fish? Who's the fish? Decaf! Decaf! And in the oh. back of your mind, you're like, you know, you you know what you have cooking somewhere in there. You got to understand well, where this is going. I was happy to be making money, man. I was happy to be, you know, surviving. Like, 
And now then it went, I go to a lot of events a lot of events now where there's people wearing tuxedos, passing out drinks and stuff, and I always make a point to stop and say, hey, man, been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. but, but, How you guys doing? You know what's crazy, though? There's a ton of people that got married and have no clue that John C. Riley poured their decaf coffee. That's so funny. They're going to be going through pictures one day. Wait, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> wait. John C. Riley? Oh, man. I yeah. wonder. That's never come up. I wonder if it Somebody will. Somebody has a photo. Yeah, if you got there. married and you, in Damasty Catering, in Chicago, <laughs> did your wedding? Please reach out, send us your photographs. John, you obviously put a lot of hard work into this. That's not what I'm saying, right? You're a, bu a busy actor too. Like you got so much stuff going on always. But do you, can you imagine working again, like working a regular job, or was that never? Yeah, the, yeah you can. Yeah, I mean, I the, I grew up in a kind of working class Irish Lithuanian family on the south side of Chicago, and like. The refrain when I was a kid was like, "Not what do you want to be when you grow up?" It was like, "Get a job, get a job, whatever <laughs> it is to, to survive." I guess. Yeah. So, um, you know, I definitely understand the value of hard work, and and yeah, you know, and some sometimes when this job gets really stressful and like you're under the gun and you're out there in public and you know the pressure of it all. I, I definitely think sometimes, like, yeah, carpentry might be a little more relaxing <laughs> than this. I'm, I'm looking at everything from the Dewey Cox story to obviously that, Talladega Nights, Step that. Brothers, uh, Never Been Kissed, a million things that we grew up loving, loving you in. Then I think the animated stuff. How do you categorize that? Because I have a daughter, and I'm constantly watching Sing, and I'm mm. watching Wreck It Ralph. Which, by the way, when I said the emotional thing at the end. Yeah, well, wait, every time. wait till you see the sequel. It's done. Oh, yeah. yeah, it gets. We get pretty. It's oh. a, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, uh, how is that a not easy work for you? Because you're you're such a great actor. Your voice is so recognizable. Do you do you put a lot of hard work into the the voice acting? Well, it's a long term job. Like that record Ralph job is the longest job I've ever had. Right, the longest term of employment from the same company I've ever had <laughs> my whole life. So. Right. I actually really liked going to Disney every day, like having a place to go, like a regular job. I mean, you guys do it every yeah. day, but for me, like my job's so, you know, unstable in different places and different times. Like it was really fun to be able to go into uh, Disney and do that every day. And what's wonderful about doing vo voiceover work is you never have the pressure of the sun going down. You know, there's never like a crew waiting like, hey, come on, come on, because you're always ahead of the, the animators. You know, you record for four hours. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. And it takes three or four weeks for the animators to catch up, you know. So you're always, you have the luxury of time all the time. So there's always like a nice lunch in the middle yeah. of the day when you're there and you get to improvise and you can just try it as many different ways as you want. And, and it lives on. And it lives a lot on. of freedom. It, yeah. lives oh, on for, sure. it lives on forever when you think about it. Like, you yeah. do a voice. I, th I think of guys like you as Wreck-It Ralph or uh, Kristen Bell, who we've had on the show a bunch of times. Like, she's in Frozen. If you're in one of these movies, that's for generations, it's going to be there. Yeah. You're the voice. I, do you ever... Uh, um, people have you say hi to their kid in the Wreck-It Ralph voice and all that. That's probably yeah, for fun sure. and irritating. <laughs> Actually, when people come up and they're like, you know, Bobby, come and meet. It's Wreck-It Ralph. It's Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> and if the kid is younger than seven. I feel like a little seven-year-old waiting to hear it right now. Well, if, really you're, no if you're younger than seven, <laughs> let's... I realize now that you think cartoons are real. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you're five years old and your parent says, hey, Bobby, look, it's Wreck-It Ralph, and you look at this weird guy in a store, you're like, you can see them looking at me like, that's not him. It doesn't look like him. <laughs> no, not wearing it's, overalls. But like, it's like that feeling, And then too. you open your mouth and they're like, 
They get this like spooked look oh, on their face. Like, wait, it sounds like him. How's he doing that? It's yeah, like but when that, we would that see really Mel Blanc is... doing it, or when we would see the Disney, uh, the other old school Disney guys doing it, and you're like, oh shit, you're blown away. That's how people look at you now, and when they hear that voice, you know, yeah. like, oh my god, it's well, the this, voice. I think back in the day, voice actors used to be just voice actors. You know, a lot of the mm-hmm. Disney famous Disney guys. I don't really have a face to put with the voice, you know. But now a lot of actors who do live action movies also do the voiceover stuff. So we have these pictures in our heads. But John C. Riley here yeah. on the Cavino and now, Rich show. Now let's let's talk sisters brothers. The sisters brothers. We were watching. We were watching the the trailer and some clips earlier. Tell us about this because I saw Jake Gyllenhaal in there. A bunch of uh, it's out uh, right Joaquin now. Phoenix. Tell us about this. Well, it's uh, it's called the Sisters Brothers. And I play Eli's sisters, and Joaquin plays Charlie's sisters. We're two brothers who are hired killers in 1851 in San Francisco in the Pacific Northwest. And we're sent by our crime boss, uh, played by Rutger Hauer, to go kill someone that's wronged him. And we've spent our whole lives, you know, this guy found us when we were little kids after we like, killed our father and turned us into these hired guns. And so when you meet us in the movie, we're like, getting like worn out by this life and we're looking for this guy we're supposed to kill him there's a lot of really dark humor but the movie's really about brothers it's about the relationship between brothers and what that's like those kind of relationships where you're sort of trapped you know it's yeah. like you both love the person and you hate them and like you can't get away from them but you but you do anything to protect them so not step brothers though the sisters brothers <laughs> exactly right right it's a whole different exactly. sort of bonding so this uh this is about these two brothers and um, Jake Gyllenhaal plays an, a guy who works with us who t- tries to find the guy we're looking for and then we go and murder him. And <laughs> and Riz Ahmed, uh, we don't murder Jake, we're trying to murder Riz Ahmed's character who plays this uh, mad kind of chemist inventor guy who's figured out a way to get gold out of rivers by this, this special formula. And we realized like, wait a minute. We, our boss just wants this formula. This guy didn't do anything wrong, and he's figured out a way to get gold out of rivers. Let's join up with this guy, and so it becomes like this kind of um, this amazing story about like what gold and what greed does to people. Wow. And, it's a really emotional movie. It's really funny, and there's a ton of action, like horse chases and gunfights and all. You, that you kind like getting on the horse, or is that a? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah I grew I'm, ter- up kinda... I'm, ter- I'm terrible. <laughs> Anytime a girlfriend or my wife or anyone's ever been like, "Let's go horseback riding," I'm like, "Oh." Well, what I realized, like, <laughs> are, you, are you just as good on a horse as you are on skates? <laughs> well, skating actually helped me with the horseback riding because it makes your legs really strong, and you need mm. very strong legs to stay on a horse. Uh, word to the wise. <laughs> like, you want to okay. grip that horse with your legs. That's right. the secret of staying in a horse. Well, the Sisters um, Brothers, man, I'm excited about that. But, you know, since we're running out of time, I also got to say I'm super excited about uh, the Stan and Laurel uh, movie. Yeah, you got Stan and up. Ollie. Yeah. Uh, Stan and Ollie, where you play Stan and Laurel. And, uh, I play I, Oliver Hardy, I, actually. I, I mean, where you play Oliver Hardy. Are those, uh, you didn't gain weight for that role, did you? Oh, no. I have a huge fat okay. suit that I wear and all this prosthetic makeup and stuff. Oh, that would have been, hey, that been an unhealthy job if I gained that much <laughs> No, but weight. I've seen the trailer for that too and it looks fantastic man it looks uh, incredible so, so. so between the sisters brothers, the sisters between, brothers. between that movie and right. between uh, Wreck-It Ralph uh, the second one yeah got, and then we get a- Holmes and Watson with Will Ferrell coming out 
at, in December. Dude, as well. yeah. yeah. Who's you are a bigger gun. year. Who's having a bigger year than you? It's John C. Riley. Thank you so much for stopping yeah, by the show, thank man. You. Like what you hear? Yeah. Of course you do. Want to hear more? Yes. Tune in to Cavino and Rich live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24/7 on demand with the Sirius XM app. Stream or download now, and don't miss a minute of the show. Cavino and Rich on Faction Talk 103.